Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. But first, before we get into the madness, uh, just got to give a quick shout out to the sponsors that are keeping the lights on during this uh, hectic COVID-19 situation. Uh, first of all, we just got to give a shout out to uh, Boost Mobile, not only for supporting the podcast, but basically helping us actually get it done um the i guess with everyone just like staying home the way that they are uh it's actually getting harder and harder to use the internet properly like i've noticed that uploads and stuff are just getting so much slower um so i actually went the other day to uh just a local servo i got a two dollar sim card and then i have actually loaded it up with data uh, and i'm just using an old phone to hotspot um via my usb and that is really helping us out with the uploads uh as well as the live streaming stuff that we've been doing so you can head to boost.com.au um they have a bit of a a wireless hotspot tutorial on their website uh and it's just a good little backup in case uh, of emergencies uh as well also got to give a shout out to sam mawa uh, the homie at Fist and Dixon. Uh, Fist Handwear, basically, you already know that it is the best handwear in the game. Uh, we've got our signature Gypsy Tails gloves, uh, and we're working on some more uh, here coming soon. But if you want to get 20% off your own uh, pair of Fist gloves that they've just dropped their new range, and it's epic as always, uh, you can use the promo code FUCKJACE to get 20% off so just go to fisthandwear.com and use the code FUCKJACE. Uh, also, it's starting to cool down a little bit. I have been running my Dixon Flannos uh, a little bit here. Uh, we also have a 20% off code for Dixon, uh, and that is Ramp Thief. Long pause. Uh, yeah, pretty much the best flannos in the game i've wore it all around vietnam for the last two years when we did that tour um all through new zealand pretty much everywhere uh where it gets kind of cold that's kind of my go-to i'm not even really running hoodies anymore uh love 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 dixon flannel also got to give a shout out to the guys at Rival Inc. and their isolation creation competition uh, that they're running. Basically, uh, you get the chance to design the next promo bike. Uh, and if you are the winner, then you get one for yourself. Uh, basically, you need to go to rivalincdesignco.com, download uh, the template for the bike. Uh, all the artwork must be original. Um, all you need to do is save and import the file directly into Adobe Illustrator or Corel Draw, or you just print this template uh, to draw slash paint your artwork. Then basically you need to 
post your designs on your Instagram feed and tag at rival underscore Inc. Um, the rival design team will then pick 10 finalists, which will then go to a public Insta story vote. Uh, it's that easy and you get the, uh, all the clout of being the dude that designed that um, that kit, and you never know, they might even be like, "Hey, man, you want a job? You killed it." Um, so head to rivalincdesignco.com. Uh, you can also use the promo code Gypsy Gang and Gypsy Tales if you want to get yourself fifteen uh, percent off any of that Rival Inc. Uh, any of the products that Rival Inc. make. Also got to give a shout out to the guys at Coach Media uh, and the Supercross game. I've absolutely been loving it. Uh, Sam has been going ham on it as well. Uh, He is midway through his... What's he doing? I think he's doing an East Coast Light Series. I think he's fifth in points currently. Um, Still, I'm kind of lagging on setting everything up uh, with the tracks and stuff, um, but I need to put in some time so that we can all get on and play uh been loving it we're also going to be giving away a couple of copies so stay tuned on our instagram for that um the guys at mx store are still going hard in the paint uh they're still shipping every single day uh, and they still have the best range of accessories and parts for your motorcycle uh i have started well i shouldn't say i my dad started the screaming eagle um he is just launched uh pm total services which is his new seracoding uh and bike building business um so the screaming eagle is getting rebuilt and i am going to be buying a boatload of parts from mx store and mx store is also going to be my go-to for sam and i for our mid 2000s two-stroke build Uh, if you listen to the live stream the other day you'll know our plan with that Um, and we are going to be making aussie replica factory bikes which is going to be pretty cool so thanks so much to the guys at mx store Uh, and also the legends at thrill seekers uh, thrillseekerscollection.com all of these bike builds that we'll be doing will be having uh, thrill seekers seats stapled onto them they make the best stuff in the game hands down and we thank them for their support Uh, thank you very much guys and uh, we'll get into today's episode my guest on the podcast today is a gentleman by the name of Sam Ride, and he basically fights in medieval armor with his friends, uh, uses some blunted swords and axes, and I come across his Instagram a while ago, we've been wanting to make it happen for a while, uh, we finally did, and it was really, really cool. Um, for me, like, doing jiu-jitsu, it's kind of like weird it's uh it's not an average normal pastime and i just enjoy i enjoy the training and the combat of it so much even though from the outside looking in it kind of looks super weird and random um what sam does i guess even takes it further than that uh putting on a full suit of armor and bashing each other with swords and axes um but i guess with my uh, level of an open mind about jiu-jitsu and knowing that that's weird and knowing what I get out of it I was really interested to talk to Sam about what he gets out of uh, putting on armor because I guess it's like a similar thing he's just taking it a little bit further uh, it was a great chat he's a great dude and I was even able to put the armor on at the end of the podcast and get whacked with the axe and the sword a couple times kind of wish I did it before the podcast to be honest because uh, I had just a bit more of a perspective of like just how gnarly it is and how much that armor does protect you so really interesting podcast and uh thank you all for listening I'm at a gypsy gang. I'm at a 
Sam Wright, everybody. We're in the podcast. Started the. Uh, we started now. I'm gonna finish your, <laughs> your question <laughs> while we're just doing it. Um, yeah. So I just uh, I've been traveling a lot. Yes. Yeah, so uh, it hasn't been that consistent. So I'll do like I did like six or seven in in two weeks and yeah. then i sort of slowly work to try and do it but then you got races come up yeah, and then shit sure. gets cancelled and yeah then i went to formula one and then that got cancelled yeah. yeah i saw that actually yeah. you went there and came all the way back yeah so yeah so but anyway man we uh i'm excited we're, i don't know when you messaged me it was quite a while ago actually. ages ago man yeah like, yeah and i've been wanting to get you on the podcast i was saying out the front that uh 99.9 times <laughs> out of 100 when somebody messages me and says that they'd like to come on the podcast, I don't Ignore. read that email. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then when you sent me a message, I was like, who the fuck is this cunt? Like, what the, what are we doing here? I was here? like, check this out if you like it, yeah. Dude, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is fucked up because like, I'm a weirdo for doing jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. You're a weirdo for fighting cunts with axes yeah. in medieval sets of 100%. armor. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So, like, dude, we've just literally got to talk about all of it. There you go. Here we are. This is so, it. So, where did it start then? Because, uh, so you're, so give us maybe a little bit of you in a nutshell first to set the stage okay. and then we'll sort of go from there. You're in the army. Yeah. Uh, so, I was in the army. Well, before that, I did um, so basic karate as a kid and that was like a freestyle martial arts. It covered like weapons and nunchaku, bow staff, uh, joe staff, yeah. uh, katan, everything like that. Uh, which got me into like the weapon scene itself. Uh, then didn't like karate, got into boxing. So I did boxing for about 10 years down in Geelong. Yeah. Uh, Mick Murray's boxing gym. Uh, it's did you grow up down there? Yeah, I grew up down there. Okay. Grew up, I'm actually near Ballarat on a farm. Yeah. So a lot of fishing and shooting down there. And then, so I did all that, went through school. Uh, always wanted to be in the military, joined the military, uh, stopped fighting pretty much. Um, only like scraps at the boozer and stuff like that, like nothing crazy. Always like threw the gloves on with the boys. Yeah. And then transferred out of being in a combat role from infantry to like an office job now. Yeah. And so I have t tons of time to train. And on base, I've actually got a combative center. So I can train. I train kickboxing three times a week on base, uh, which is great. So for work, I get to train kickboxing, which yeah. is really good. And then halfway through transferring out of combat core to like a normal office job, I saw this video on YouTube of these guys in full plate armor beating the fuck out of each other. I was like, that's got to be like, have you, have you seen role models? And everyone's yeah, like, oh, laughing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Great movie, but I was like, that's got to be fake. You're Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Matthew Perry Brown. Um, so I saw that and I was like, kept, just did some goggling. So Googled the crap out of it. Saw there was an Australian team. Um, and just so happens, one of the guys that lived on base was in the Australian team. Wow. So it's literally like three buildings away from me. And you didn't know this Had guy no before. idea. I never knew this was a sport. Yeah. And I just walked down, gave him a message, walked down and yeah, started fighting, got into some armor straight away and I got addicted then. How much did your background in the weapon stuff he, as a kid help? Like, did you kind of retain a bunch of that information? Yeah. So I did like a, a lot of grading with the short staffs. So it's like a Joe. It's like the same size as a short sword. Yeah. And I did like a, lots of uh, drills with that and the long staff, which transfers into poleaxe fighting yeah um but yeah heaps it, it really helped me with everything and boxing kickboxing done some bjj not very good you'd probably destroy me um it all it all comes together it's, mish, it's like a mitch match yeah i see you like sumagachi people and yeah, shit like that yeah and yeah. then you uh, like there's one video you do like just a straight judo hip toss yeah, yeah that, those like i trained two throws which is like a sweep and the toss yeah i just train that religiously yes yeah. in armor it's hard to get head control like you're very top heavy yourself yeah so if you try and like 
uh, foot reap or anything like that. You're just completely off balance. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're not really doing like any kind of foot sweeps where yeah. you're trying to be like agile. Like I do a lot of like, calf kicks and yeah. like car like reaps, like kick reaps, but no like proper yeah. judo techniques. So what's the sport itself? So it's uh, the, I don't like the name of it. So but it's called HMB, so historical medieval battle. Yeah, it's gay. Yeah, it's super gay. Yeah. Um, what could you call it? Have you got? I names? call it armored MMA. Yeah, okay. Or like armor, full contact armored fighting. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. That's how I start with the people. And then, yeah. but HMB is kind of like the rule set. Mm. So you got your own rule set with like weapon specifications, armor specifications, and everything like that. So your yeah. armor has to be historically accurate. It can't be like orc armor or elfish armor from Lord of the Rings. Right. So it has to be like within a certain time period. Is there like a sect of that? Like, is there people that go off and do like, well, we're going to do like our Lord of the Rings shit? I don't, I haven't seen it. I'm sure if you got. Lord of the Rings armor made you could fight in a club versus other armored fighters. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But um, I think that's more of the LARPing scene. So. Ah, uh, so that's yeah. like a whole... What that's the a, fuck is LARPing? It's a live action role play. So it's like, uh, I cast so a spell on the... So that is like the... Role models. Role models yeah. like LARPing. So that's what people think of when you're like, yeah, I, uh, I have a full plate armor. Like, oh, so you're a fucking nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, fair enough. I'm a nerd that'll fuck you yeah, up with uh, a sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just... it has like in the sport itself, you've got different categories. Yeah. So you've got like um, sword and shield, which you've got like a light arming sword and a shield and you're just striking for points, two rounds, like a boxing match of points. Well, okay. So I wondered that. So yeah. how does the point system work? Like an arm strike is worth X, a leg strike, well, a head strike. It depends on category. So with the, sword, with the sword and shield, any hit on the body without hitting the sword, so clean hit is a one point. Okay. And then it accumulates over the rounds. And then you've got a sword and buckler, which is first to five points, a headshots, two points, and everything else is one shots. So you got your sword and a buckler is like a little, have you seen those little metal shields? Yeah, yeah. You can punch with it, but it doesn't count as a score. It's just like a stun. But you can use that to set up other yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can drag them in the gut or something. And then you got the long sword. So it's just two hands on a big old sword striking for um, points as well. Yeah. And then my favorite two categories, which is the pro fight, which is the MMA. So that's everything counts as a point. So kicks, throws. Once you get them on the ground, you got 10 seconds of uh, ground and pound. Yeah. Okay. And then they stand you back up because obviously you can't be grappling. Because one yeah. of the rules in, in all um, categories, you can't do any leg locks, arm locks. So yeah. bending. Like yeah. any joint manipulation. Yeah, you can't yeah. manipulate any joints like yeah. that. And stabbing. You can't stab because it'll go straight through uh, uh, your visor. So it's just all hitting, no stabbing. Yeah, okay. So the, yeah, um, the pro fights, MMA, um, all points. Anything you can think of, you can do. Yeah. So um, elbows count, knees count, throws. Um, pummel strikes and then you got your group fights which is like what also my favorite as well and everyone loves watching that so you got your five versus five ten versus ten all the way up to they had in battle of nations last year which wow is, that would is, be fucking hectic it's crazy to watch. so that's like 150 versus 150 maybe just before we get more into this yeah we should just like for people listening for people watching you'll be able to see this is this a good one to watch? Like, I just want to... You can hear the fucking sounds uh, of, maybe, like... Maybe uh, go down. Just sh yeah, let's just pick out, like, a real fucking violent one oh, where okay. people can, like, understand how hard you're fucking hitting each well, other. I think one of those ones, see how they're kind of the same, is just, like, a combination of hitting each... This hitting, one? Or that left one with me swinging on my shoulder. That's pretty... Let's, that's just the one versus one. see if this is turned up. I actually didn't check to see. I actually get beaten in this fight, so don't judge me. Oh, really? He's a big guy, but... Um, hang on. I didn't set up the fucking... Finish him. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> primal. Um, yeah, you got fucked up by this big dude. Yeah. Well, he's like 110 kilos out of armor. Yeah, so it makes a difference. Um, I'm 80 kilos out of armor. So we're just trying to show this is a, a legit fight between you two fucking savages. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like a, just an expo for the bushfire relief. Yeah. 
So just trying to like give listeners like a, an idea of like how hard you're hitting each other. There was yeah. one that, oh, that was straight to the dome. <laughs> yeah. Are you getting like rattled from that shit? Uh, like you're someti- getting stung? Sometimes, like you've seen the back of my helmet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even see that. Yeah. That one like fully concussed me, eh? Really? And that was from like a good friend of mine. So we did like a free for all and like everyone's versus everyone. And I thought we had like an agreement before not to fuck on each other. Yeah. And I turned my back on a second and just put a two-handed axe in the back of my scorn right there so yeah that shit's no joke dude yeah um is that so i just want to try and find yeah, one where you can, there there was one that i watched where you could really hear like there was one shot maybe was it this one i think that's me just dodging you can't touch this oh no this is me I think that's got music and stuff to it, but I don't know if you want to yeah, see it. Nah. I don't know what that one. See, what? Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't have music to it. Yeah. This guy gets absolutely wrecked. Which one? This guy I'm hitting here. Again, again, again. So, just for those listening, I'm just trying to show you the sound, like, so that it's like. They're in a full suit of like Game of Thrones, like wartime armor. And then there's like a bunch of them in a fucking sand pit. And they're like, so the blades are, are blunted, yeah. right? So it's not like you're um, cutting. Yeah, yeah, hitting each other with like legit, um, legit like knife blades no, on it. No. But the impact is still like oh, so yeah. hectic. If you get hit in the leg with a big tomato, or even a, a sword, it, it corks you for days. Yeah, really. Yeah, real bad cork. So, um, where did we get up to? We're, we're talking about the um. Oh, the big group fights. Yeah. So the yeah. group fights. Yeah. So that's like, so you got your team of five or five versus five, um, and the name of the game is to get your opponent three points of contact to the ground. Yeah. And then they're essentially out. Ah, uh, so that's how you'd kill. Yeah, somebody, that's how you get someone down. So if they have like, uh, what would three points of like contact? Like take like having a knee, or if I like hip throw you. And you put your hand on the ground, you're technically out. Yeah, obviously right. full throw on the ground, trip them over there on the ground. Yeah. Um, and once you're out, you stay on the ground, and you can push people over the people that are down. Yeah, so right. That kind of thing. Um, but then obviously there's all. So you've got to stay there like you are dead. Technically, yeah. Fuck, that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So we have to like, you're like an obstacle pretty much. Yeah, and yeah. then you can like kind of push people into yeah. other people so that it like limits that. It's like big situational awareness. Yeah. Um, it's massive, especially because you don't have much vision. Yeah. So like you're constantly just head checking because you could be wailing on some dude. Like, and I just get And then some checked. big dude would just chop you in the back of the face. Like, it's terrible. Really? It's, it's actually hectic. Like a lot of people um, from the services think it's like the closest thing to like... To war, yeah. Yeah, just because it's, it's just that... Um, organized chaos kind of thing like there's people over there getting wailed on you want to help your mate out but you don't want to get yeah you know KO'd yourself yeah um, but yeah it's all about just, it's a lot of like teamwork too it's sort of like yeah teamwork it'd be cool man yeah. like because even like for me with the jujitsu stuff mm. like I've got that with my team like yeah. and I've I've explained it to people before that like when I would do my fights in jujitsu like I'm more I care more about my team getting the feeling of watching me win than I yeah. actually do for the feel of winning, winning myself. Yeah, 100%. And it's like I've never been in battle combat situations, mm. no military or anything like that, but it's yeah. like I can't imagine that like you lose all not all, but you lose so much of your own like personal safety yeah. to then, you know, for the greater good. And yeah. I guess that's why war, war works, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. 
100 percent. it's all about just knowing who's got your back and who doesn't really mm. um it's like it's obviously it's a sport but if you if the guys next to you don't aren't fit enough that's when you know you're like i can't you're gonna be on your own I, i'm not trusting that side i'm just gonna put all my effort onto the good side yeah so hopefully i can take out the rest of the team and go to them because if you know you go to a person who doesn't rock up the training um, he's unfit, he smokes. Yeah. He's going to be weak and he's going to be first one to drop. And then that person has dropped him is now going to come behind you and knee you in the back and seriously hurt you. So how much does your whole setup weigh? Um, my, well, my original armor set, uh, weighed about 32 kilos. Yeah. But now I'm swapping out for titanium pieces. So like my arms and chest are now titanium. Yeah. Uh, it's about like 24. Yeah. So I am dropping that. And then with the gambeson, uh, that under padding. Yeah. As I said, I'm going to swap that out for... Um, just padding underneath strapped to my armor yeah so i can literally just strap it onto my so you don't myself. have to put the pre-shit on first yeah because once you start sweating in it it gets heavy, heavy yeah. and hot as well like obviously up in queensland yeah that's like so, geese man like yeah, you start sweating 100%. in geese you're just like fuck yeah. me dead it's yeah. like you're fighting under a blanket yeah and then you get someone covering your face as well with the geese yeah like, oh god but yeah like so i can imagine then that because like you you watch like game of thrones yeah troy yeah you see these like fucking warriors <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean and it's like but the way that you're breaking it down even just now and I'm, i know we're gonna even get deeper into it yeah. but it's like you're you're like adding all of this to like an exoskeleton yeah. so it's like the warrior spirit 100%. comes into it so much more because yeah. it's like you've got to push through extra weight yeah limited vision like yeah. situational Breathing awareness in too yeah it's ter- it's it's what people understand like you're hitting someone as hard as you can with an axe, regardless you're hitting them in steel. Have you ever th- ever swung an axe at someone for, for real? No. No, that's what I'm doing every day. Like, And they kind of desensitize you from that. So you're just like, I'm swinging this as hard as I can to someone's face. And if that armor wasn't there, that one mil of armor wasn't there, he'd be dead. Yeah. So it's just like, if you take away that one mil of plate armor and you've still got the padding, they're still going to die. You're killing that dude. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think that you can go all out in this sport and you can hug the guy in yeah. two seconds later. Like, yeah. That will, that's sim- very similar to jiu-jitsu in the yeah. sense of like I, i'll choke a dude from the back yeah. and like he'll tap and then he's trusting me literally with his life yeah that i'll stop yeah because when you get to the point where you tap to a submission you're it yeah. you're over you're like you literally cannot escape that position yeah so it's like if that person isn't respecting the tap, then like you die right there. Yeah, and it sounds extreme, but it's, but it's true. Yeah. same shit with this. 100%. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking gnarly, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then to then hug that person after or be friends with that person yeah. kind of creates like a weird special bond. It's good. It's like, um, I've always thought the people that I have the best respect for, the people I've actually punched on with. Yeah. So like uh, in the army, if um, like not, not to a, to a different degree someone has an issue with you you put the gloves on and then it, resi- it really? issues, issues solved um obviously not condoning that at all but um yeah i find that well, more I- people like well less people would talk shit yeah if there was like physical consequences oh, 100%. of talking that it's the animal shit. kingdom at the end of the yeah. day like you can talk down to me all you want but can you beat me in a fight 100 percent. no you can't so shut the fuck yeah up. i had that in the driveway dude yeah. just kept wanting to talk shit like just a guy that was kind of around yeah and i fucking whacked him and i'm like yeah. Do you want to fucking do it? Because yeah. this is what your shit talking yeah. could potentially lead to. Is he down to. there now? Let's see sort him out. <laughs> no, he's we definitely... Shit up. He's not around anymore. <laughs> he's not around anymore. Yeah, good. Yeah, you exactly. Know? He learned. And it's like, fuck it. You, 
if you can back yourself, yeah. you know, it's that old saying, talk shit, get hit. Yeah, but it's fucking oh, true. But the problem 100%. is when you live in a society where that isn't the case. It's, it's just talk like, shit, that's it. It that's talks shit and if Behind I do anything to you... I'm going to sue you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a bitch, yeah. But the respect that you have for people and, you know, like I'm sure the gym that you train out of for, for this, yeah. the gym that I train in with the jujitsu, it's like, there's a fucking respect in that room 100%. because I know the people that can fuck me up yep. and the people that I can fuck up know, know that, that I can fuck them up. 100%. Everyone's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Everyone's, no one's gobbing off. No one's doing And if they do, boom, let's roll down, boobie. They get fucked up. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's the way that it works. Yeah. But it's a fucking great, positive, friendly environment. It, it works so well. I don't know why it can't be just a old fashioned jewel to slap to the face. Let's jewel this out, motherfucker. But. Dude, even like a uh, fucking. Uh, Oh god, I'm blanking on the fucking the president, first one of the first presidents. Um Oh, Abe Lincoln. Like Abe Lincoln literally wrote a um he wrote a it was like his one scathing he's kind of famous for like not criticizing people. Yeah. And he wrote this one scathing letter in a um in a newspaper about another businessman and that was still in the times that businessman then challenged this is way before his yeah, president yeah this businessman then challenged him to a duel with muskets oh benjamin uh fucking abe lincoln literally stood in a field um with a musket and was like about to duel with this dude and then it ended up getting called like oh, something what? happened and they called the duel off and then Jesus. after that he literally never spoke ill publicly of anybody ever again. And even um, uh, when they were basically like about to lose the war, they lost like maybe it was Gettysburg or one yeah. of those like real yeah. famous battles that, that they actually lost. Um, he almost, well, he kind of like was famously criticized for not criticizing the <laughs> commander of that. But oh, it wow. was just like a principle that he exactly. made because there was fucking consequences yeah, to talking shit. He's going to shoot me in the face with a musket. Yeah, 100%. 100%, dude. So all I'm getting now is we all need to buy muskets and spread them out through the pocket. Nah, swords. Swords. I love swords. Yeah, let's yeah, just do swords. Swords are, great. swords yeah. are fucking... It's like less... It's more personal as well. Less it's collateral. A it's a bit messy, but... Less collateral though. Yeah, true. You're not going to like miss with your sword yeah, and exactly. like fucking kill a kid. Well, a sw swinging's free. It's a free rep right there. True. Because you, you swing and kill someone, you can do it again and again. Crazy Economy fucking, of effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy game though. Like, yeah. And it's like... We have swung swords at each other for longer than we haven't. Yeah. That's 100%. what's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, right now, you're kind of weird yeah. in the fact that you still swing a sword full-blown at <laughs> yeah, each other. Yeah. But, like, you're part of the fucking... The norm, really. Technically. Technically. The math adds up. The, the math of, like, how long we've been swinging fucking swords at each other yeah. versus how long it's, like, not been okay to kill somebody with a sword. We're living in a really small <laughs> fraction of time. Like, you're... I guess you're the last fucking... One of the last people last to Last samurai, to I guess. All, yeah. Right? So, yeah. The white samurai. <laughs> so when, like, so you always wanted to get into the military. Like, do you think that, like, this is, I don't know, where does that even come from? Like, this kind of primal fucking combat? Uh, like, well, I think it's kind of like my dad kind of forced me into, like, that karate. Yeah. Like, straight up, because he wanted to do it. He wanted to do it with anyone else. So you got me and my brothers involved. Yeah, right. And they were two older brothers. So it was either, like, bash, get bashed by your older brother or, or bash him or fight yeah. him, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, the whole my whole life grew up on the farm fishing and shooting and stuff. I just always wanted to join the military, be outside. Yeah. And then um, fighting has been a big part. Obviously, combat sports um, before the military has been massive too. So it's kind of all added together, like weaponry, yeah, teamwork, 
um, combat and all this pretty much came to this point where I found this sport that's perfect. Yeah. Um, and I recommend if you've never done any martial arts, you haven't used the, you haven't even chopped down a tree with an axe before, which is great training for this sport, by the way. Yeah. Um, you haven't done any of that before. This is a sport for you because you learn techniques that aren't technically correct. Mm. So I'm not doing a technically correct judo through. I'm not technically teaching how to throw a proper roundhouse kick or a calf kick. I'm doing, teaching you things that you don't need prior experience for. Yeah, yeah. So anyone can come along and learn the fight in armor. So like right now, if you have one of the blokes you've gone on for MMA, would drop me in a normal in a normal fisty. Yeah, yeah. But you get them in armor, I can nearly ninety ninety nine percent sure I will drop them. Yeah, yeah. But out of armor, they would clean the house with me. Yeah. It's just so different, which makes it so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. So how long have you been in the military and like, have you done tours and shit as infantry? Or? Yeah. So I was in, I've been in the army for about six, six and a half years now. Because how old are you? I'm 28. 28. Yeah. So I was in infantry for five and a half, six years. Yeah. Uh, I got deployed to Afghanistan in 2015. Yeah. Uh, which how long were you over there for? Eight months. Uh, it, it was a pretty cruisy trip compared to other boys uh, that I know in the in the military, so I can't really talk it up. Like, yeah, yeah, um, that's cool that you can have that stance because fuck, yeah. so many people do. And you're just like, dude, yeah, it's just relaxed. Really, like, really hard to know what people actually like, done. Yeah, you know what I mean. People talk up like their trips all the time. Like, yeah. uh, I was a glorified security guard for eight months, pretty much. Yeah, right. Um, and it kind of if I talk it up anymore, it's kind of like disrespecting the people that did have a hectic trip and yeah. lost friends and friends like that. So, yeah, my trip was relatively easy compared to most other lads trips what's it like living over there on base in a time like that though um it's see well, i was in like a shipping container with four lads and just doing like constant work like you have shifts yeah. some shifts i'm doing like one week i'm doing this another week i'm doing that um and you just get into a rhythm and you're doing a lot of gym so there's a there'll be a gym on base yeah um but yeah you just get into a rhythm and this comes in norm uh, hearing like explosions and stuff like that in the distance is just the norm. Like, mm. it's just hard to explain, really. Like, um, it's just like normal life, but in a weird place. Yeah, kind of like that. And you're with all your mates as well. So, like, they desensitize you from if something's real stressful, you go back to the boys and you talk shit with them. Yeah. Um, which, which is obviously like the best coping mechanism is having that family. Yeah. Um, that you've made over the years. Were you doing this when you were in the army or did this come after? Uh, this came kind of when I was phasing out of the army. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I was kind of transferring away from the combat side. Yeah. And now, yeah. So, but it's good because a lot of veterans do this sport as well. Mm. Like I think 80% of my club are old army, air really? force, and, uh, navy veterans. It makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's, it's great. It's a great avenue too. So they, they get that camaraderie. They get that if they've got anger issues, they can go 100% on someone and you're not going to hurt them. You yeah. know? And they want you to. If you don't go 100% in someone in this sport, so say I was versing a female uh, and she wanted to fight 5v5s in a male's team, that's great. We love that. And you go easy on her, she'll find that as a disrespect. Yeah. And I find that too. Like, I don't want anyone to go easy on me. Yeah. It's similar in jiu-jitsu. 100%. I think yeah. the big thing though with jiu-jitsu is like, go hard on someone but just don't use all of your strength like when i roll with a girl there's a massive strength difference and yeah. then there's probably like a for most chicks would be like a 15 to 20 kilo weight difference yeah so it's yeah. like i'll actively try to take that weight out of it yeah and then match the strength yeah. but i'm still gonna try and go hard yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah well it's, it's obviously in different sports it's completely yeah. different yeah. but yeah 100 percent. it just it goes it goes back to how if you train that certain way that's how you're gonna fight when you're fighting yeah so if i'm constantly and you want to be tested 100 percent. everyone wants to be tested no one wants to be given a victory yeah and if you if they do you don't want to know them. So yeah 
type of person you want to stay clear from. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, the you got like a lot of military people are in the yeah in the in the club. A lot of all the clubs around Australia. Um, a lot of currently or ex serving members. Yeah. So that's really good. How many clubs are there in Australia for it? Like, how big is every this sport? every state has a team? Queensland has two teams at the moment. Yeah. So we got the Vultures, which is uh, the team I fight for, and then the Tier Warriors in Toowoomba. Yeah. And then you got Team Kraken in Melbourne, who are like the number one team. They're amazing. Really? They're a really good team. Yeah. Um, Jake Taylor, great coach. Um, and then in New South Wales, Havoc, Team Havoc. I used to fight for them because when I started the sport, I was in New South Wales and moved to Brisbane because of work. Yeah. What was um, that like, fighting them for the first time? It was it was good. It yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of, they were, they're kind of dirty of me still. Yeah. Um, but if you, you fucking move. Like. Yeah, exactly right. Um, they still wanted me to stay though, but... You can't but, stay living in a place for, you know. Uh, it was, you tell my friend some Chris people, that. You tell my friend Chris do, that. He gets very upset with me. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. No, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got, shit to do. Yeah, I got, I got places to be. Yeah, yeah. People to hit. Um, I got, yeah, South uh, South Australia has this, I think it's Scorpions. Yeah. Or Berserkers. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. And then Western Australia has the Scorpions or Berserkers. It's one of them. Yeah, So right. you can find a team somewhere in Australia. Yeah, right. Just not up in Darwin. Yeah, okay. it's really hot. I think there is a fighter out there, but he just fights with our team when he... Ah, okay, cool. So yeah, and what's like? Is there any professional rank? Like, are you considered a professional at this sport? Me, no. I'm actually quite new to the sport. Yeah, very new to the sport. So there are professionals. There's different leagues in Europe. So Ukraine, Russia, huge. This sport is massive. Can we actually just watch? Like, what can we watch on fucking YouTube? um, I want to see some weird shit. Go Buhurt. So B U H U R T Tech. B U H U R T. Yeah, yeah, Tech. Yeah, that's it. So this guy, yeah, that guy, that guy at the top. So just watch this one. Uh, go. I'll, go, I'll show you. Sweet go ones. to his yeah, go channel. Yeah, go into go to his videos. This is fucking exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's go. If you scroll down to, if you could hit the video tab. Oh yeah. Yeah. This motherfucker's got forty three thousand, forty four thousand subscribers. Yeah, he's it's it's next level. Uh, what a G. Where is it? Have you thought about much of this, like doing content? Sort I'd of love to. Shit? I'd love to. I just. Oh, I just don't have the know-how or, yeah. you know, it's, uh, as you know, it's like, it's a lot that goes into it. Probably if you go up, there's one called Battle Witch. of Nations. Yeah. That's, that's the, at the world tournament, maybe go holiday in Valhalla. Uh, that one. This one? Yeah. It's wow. Shit is fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> is there a bit like, is there a lot of wank and like ceremony in it? There's, I haven't been to any international co- tournaments as I've been, I'm quite new, but there's some like, there's a little bit of like ceremony dances and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause that's probably the stuff I wouldn't enjoy. Yeah. Cause I'd, I'd probably, I don't know. Oh dude. Yeah. So is this a five on five? Yeah. And so what's the rules in a five on five? So like same this? thing. Three points of contact at the ground. Yeah. Okay. But like you can hit anyone anywhere. Any, no groin back of the knees. Yeah. Because um, you got no armor there. Yeah. Anywhere there's not armored, you can't hit. Yeah. Um, and you can lo- use that list. So the fence around is called a list and you can use that to grapple off. Yeah. So okay. there's like full techniques how to train off that as well. And are you, a, what, like, is there, fuck dude, these guys are hectic. There'd be some big huge, Nordic Viking cunts in this dude. sport too. It's fucking out of control. Like, do they do it in like weight and size limits or there's just not the, that in, many people? In the people? dueling categories. Yeah. Okay. But not in these group, group No, not in the group ups. fights. Cause like people like me, I'm a small, I'm a, I'm a, classified a runner i run around and just chop people down yeah and you get like anchors big guys in plate armor that hang on and 
um, like hold down the fork. Hold down kind the of fork thing. kind of thing, and then you got yeah. Then you got the damage dealers. You got the two handed halberds, and they just drop people. Really? Yeah. This shit's fucking gnarly. Is there like a Jamie Lannister type? <laughs> you know, like he's like the best fucking dude. Um, there's in pro fights. Yeah, there's a guy called the French Ninja. He's real good. Really? He does a lot of like flipping people as well and like throwing people out of the list and stuff like that really yeah, he's does crazy. he have a youtube channel i don't think so he actually is quite incognito yeah which is even scarier that's fucking gangster yeah, bro. yeah i like, know i wish i was like that but everyone now watches some people said to me like i've been training to fight you because you put all your training techniques on instagram i was like oh cheers yeah well i mean that that was like one of the things i was gonna ask you like is it a bit of a weird thing to where it's like you're new to the sport but mm. like you're actively trying to promote yeah. it and promote yourself yeah i'm sure there's some people that think hey, you're a bit man. of a wanker oh a lot of people <laughs> think i'm a wanker as it is like because i'm pretty cocky and it's not that i'm cocky i'm just very confident to talking to new people so when yeah. i go to tournaments i'm always like oh you should add me on instagram it'd be fucking, yeah it'd be mad and they're like you're a fucking loser yeah which is fine but like what are they doing to improve themselves all the yeah. sport like i've in, i've probably this year alone with the short year, I've got like 50 people into the sport nearly. Yeah. Like a lot of people ask me what club I can go to and everything. Like and that's how the sport grows more money. More people yeah. with more money. Yeah. Which is what Rising I'm trying to get. Rising tide floats all boats. Exactly bro. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's all I'm trying to do. If people think I'm a wanker, they can fight me. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> like, true. Yeah. We can fucking put armor on. We yeah, can exactly. Do this. Yeah. We can do the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. If they, they don't want to call me out. But, um, yeah, I just, I just love it. I'm so addicted to it. And I, I urge anyone, even if you're an MMA fighter and you want to do it on the side, like, we got bodybuilders that do it on the side. Yeah. And there's some huge bodybuilders that just jump in arm and start throwing people. Dude, there's a guy, fucking Ryan Gambin. I'll show you his fucking Instagram. Can you imagine this kind of, He <laughs> He's actually been in the Olympics for uh, swimming. He's been on the podcast for it. He's a really, really oh, great shit. guy. Well, hit him up. Get him in armor. We need some this fighters. needs to happen. Look at the size of this motherfucker. <laughs> Holy dick. Can you imagine this cunt in a set of armor? <laughs> He, and he's the fucking nicest guy in all of humanity. I need him on my team. He Look at the size yeah, of this dude. fucking hell. He's a fucking G, bro. So, yeah, he was in the Olympics for swimming. and uh, He, he did not the, look like a swimmer. Nah, he did the 200-meter butterfly, I'm pretty oh. sure, from memory. I should fully know that. But can you imagine <laughs> putting this motherfucker in mm, some armor? That gets me really aroused knowing that guy can get in the armor. <laughs> <laughs> that's we should fucking do that yeah he's a g bro yeah but um but yeah i mean it's one of those things like the squeaky wheel gets the oil mm. and it's like it's a fine line between you know self-promotion for the you know genuine reasons yeah. of like i want to help grow the sport but like in some ways you kind of need to be a martyr and like put 100%. yourself out there and, yeah and that is going to come with a certain level yeah. of criticism yeah and it's cool that you can accept that I, I a lot of people were like like even my like my best mates when i started posting all about this sport they're like you're a loser mate like cool like you're a nerd and like oh whatever mate like, yeah i just love it so much that just i can't i can't be bothered with people like that but um i guess like the same with you bjj you'll promote yeah. the shit out of that even though it's yeah. obviously kind of mainstream even though that's not like compared to my sport bjj yeah it's very, super mainstream yeah. very yeah. mainstream yeah. um but yeah it's like someone's telling you like oh sweet yeah hugging on the ground with the yeah. dude and i mean the thing though that like fucks jujitsu is that and you'd know I how long did you train for oh minimal like a, couple, a year maybe yeah, yeah okay yeah, but you, you'd know that like to an untrained person mm. it looks like nothing yeah but to me like i had um, my buddy guy in here who helps me do editing yeah and uh i was we were just both having lunch so i was putting shit on the tv and watching some fights i'd missed yeah and he's looking at it and i could see in his eyes 
and this is like two of the best. It was like Keenan Cornelius and Gianni yeah. Grippo, like yeah. two of the best dudes in the sport and most technical dudes in the sport. And to him, he can't watch that and understand what's happening. Yeah, 100%. Keenan was winning from the bottom. And to anybody in the sport, uh, anybody that's not in the sport, they would automatically assume that the guy, guy on, on top winning. is winning. Yeah. So it's like that can't, I don't know that there's like a, a bridge that can like get, yeah. you know, be, be sort Taught. of. You can't really. You've got to do jujitsu yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah. And even like if you and me watched it, I would see shit. That, that I wouldn't you see, wouldn't 100%, see, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the deeper into it that you go, yeah. And that would be the same with what you do, yeah. But to way less of an extent because we all understand what hitting somebody <laughs> with a fucking axe looks yeah, like. We yeah. understand that, like when you make contact with a dude's sword to their fucking dome, <laughs> like a good thing. That's a good. That's thing. a good thing. You yeah. don't need any expertise. There's no way like, that person getting hit is got the upper hand. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that even though you know mainstream wise, but it's like fuck is it even though because like relatability and i'm just talking in terms of like instant recognition of like two dudes swinging a swords like yeah. like you might not have ever seen the sport of that before yeah but you've seen game of thrones yeah. you've seen a knight's tale you've seen Great robin movie. hood you've yeah. seen like fucking you've seen it you yeah. know exactly what it is yeah, Whereas, what movie have you seen people wrestling exactly yeah. like or jujitsu yeah. like sport jujitsu 100% and yeah. it's like you can see people on the ground and I think that's why it got more popular when yeah. the UFC came UFC's. around because then it gave it some context yeah. and you could see oh that works Yeah. but with what you guys do like there's literally our entire human history of like knowing what this is yeah if your mate's on the ground because you've swung an axe at him you know he's fucked up yeah it's, it's very, never good for him no, it's there's no way that's gonna be good for yeah, yeah 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 so I mean I guess like fuck it's gonna be interesting dude like i'm interested to see what like because it, it will get bigger well like you know well, jousting's in the olympics now jousting yeah like on fucking horses what yeah i'm pretty sure that's I, don't quote me on that i'm pretty sure that's going to be in the olympics we can fucking find goggle that. that shit we can find that out um so and there's rumors this could be the rumor meal that this sport potentially could be an olympic sport you hear it you heard it here first that's fucking crazy it'd be sick and who'd you hear that off other people from I was going to say the someone else yeah, in the yeah, sport. Uh, Englishheritage.co.uk is jousting Olympic sport. The organization has launched a campaign to get jousting recognized as an Olympic sport in time for Tokyo 2020. Boom. Tokyo has been considering skateboarding, climbing. So skateboarding is in and surfing is in. Uh, if skateboarding can be included, then jousting has a good chance. Fuck, that'd be weird to watch. Yeah. Like super weird. Yeah. Well, they got that Abbey Music, ah, uh, sorry, Abbey Medieval Festival up here. What's that? It's like in Caboolture. Well, not up here. It's yeah. Like, it's a, yeah, well, I think it's banned now because of the rules. Because um, of the what? The virus. I <laughs> had the coronavirus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, they got like full-blown jousting. It's like a massive festival. Really? And we fight there too. So people can come watch us punch on. So how many times a year do you get to actually fight? Um, so I like I try and fight full-blown like once a month in armor. Yeah. Um. But in like a proper tournament, maybe it's like, it's like later in the air fighting seasons. I think it's from July to December. Yeah. Probably like five or six tournaments. Yeah. Um, but then they've got inter club inter club fights. Yeah. And you always like getting your boys to gear up an arm and have a punch on. Are you scared every time you put it on? Um. Or is it, are you past that? It's it's not really that. It's kind of get when like you anxious. You get anxious because you know how fatigued you're going to be. Okay. So if I'm doing like a, a pro fight, so like for the national title. 
that lost for two points. Not dirty about that at all, but whatever. Um, <laughs> hey, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Rob, good fight. I'm coming for you. Um, yeah, you just know you're going to be so fragged that no matter how much training you do, no matter yeah. how much, you know that you're going to be breathing your CO2, you're not going to be able to lift your arm, someone's going to be wailing on you. But the only thing that gets you through that is knowing that he's going to be exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I kind of fear is that if I can manage that. Yeah. So if I can manage that in a way that still allows me to gain points or throw them to the ground. But at that time, it goes back to, because um, you're breathing in your CO2, back to muscle memory. Yeah. So if I can pop a throw off without looking, that's that's what I'll be doing. Because in here, you lose vision a lot. If you, they've got your head down like that and yeah, you're looking down you into your grill. you can't see anything. So you kind of have to feel through your armor onto his armor where he's like, uh, get an underhook in, yeah. throw your leg under in between his and try and throw. So it's kind of all done by feel. Yeah. Meanwhile, trying to, Breathing. Breathe. Yeah. And hang on to your sword because if you drop your sword, you lose points. Oh, really? Yeah. And then in the group fights, if you drop a weapon, so you say you're wailing on someone and your axe head breaks, um, you've got to run back to the your side and get another weapon and you can't do anything but defend. You can't strike. Really? You have to just run back, yeah. And then someone can just ankle tap you and you can fall over. And then you're out. Yeah, and then you're out. Fucking hectic sport. Yeah. I'll, I'll hit you up when there's a tournament, whenever this shit Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. And like, even if you don't come, I'll just tell you every time I like, get yeah, a tournament here. Yeah, yeah. Go. I mean, I'm sure there'd be people that listen to this that'd be interested to yeah. like go and watch that shit. Yeah, let me know if you want to know anything. Um, also, if you've got any events, like we do like people's birthday parties, like we do that fun, um, fire fundraiser and everything like that. How people, much do you charge to do an event to go and fight? It depends on how much they want to base. Like we don't have a set rate yeah, at the right. moment. So if, you, if you're like a poor event, you're like, oh, can you come fight for a hundred bucks or free food? But yeah. Fuck, I that's just, cool. I just love fighting. Like I think it's the same with everyone in this sport. Yeah. Like, yeah, money helps the club. And if you can give us money, better. But if you can't, and you want like people to come, we'll come fight. That's so sick. Yeah, dude. it's the it's just I just love doing it. I was gonna say, man, like how good is it to just love something this uh, much? It's just it just makes it gives you a goal in life. And like biggest thing right now, like my wife, she doesn't really have a goal right now, and that's she's struggling with that because she used to compete on stage and everything like yeah. that. And not having that drive anymore is killing her. But me having a sport like this that I can constantly get fitter, constantly aim for new weapon skills, just always gives me a drive in life, mm. which is like it just makes me that happy. Yeah, because, I mean, just since, like, I've started following you, like, mm. you're fucking running 24-7, yeah. you're doing archery, you're yeah. always posting, you know, videos and, and uh, shit of, like, you training for this sport. It really seems like you are filled with, like, a sense of purpose, Yeah, you know, because of it. And I think that, I mean, I've got that with this. Yeah. I've got that with jiu-jitsu, and then I've got my motocross stuff. Yeah. Like, I've always been a guy that I'm, like... Uh, obsessive about shit yeah but like on my brain like i've learned from an early 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 age that if i'm not obsessed with something good mm. i'll be obsessed with something bad yeah. like there yeah. this energy that i've got has mm. to go somewhere yeah and if it doesn't go in a positive direction then it becomes a, a, Spiral, a yep. negative yep. influence on my life and it's like it's hard though because i wonder like i think people are really scared of judgment from people yeah, that like 100%. that like this is stupid you're fucking putting on like armor yeah. same with me it's like even my brother's like what are you fucking going rolling pajamas yeah, for yeah and you're it's a grown like man. you're grown ass man yeah stop, wearing, stop dressing up in armor it's like shut the fuck but it's like it's just a thing to do yeah that then like you said it's a reason like my the most productive i am is like getting ready for a competition yeah especially if i have to lose weight yeah because i'm like i just gotta fucking do shit because like everything you do burns calories yeah. and like when you get a goal that's like pretty hard to achieve and it's very very specific yeah 
it's then that's when you're like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Like I know exactly how many fucking kilos I need to lose. I need to know exactly what that scale says at yeah. exactly this time. And then you can see possibilities and opportunity everywhere yep. because it's like, oh, I'm going to walk to get a coffee instead of uh, driving my car to get a coffee. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get an extra run in. I'm yep. going to eat this healthy. I won't eat that. And it's like you you get such like a narrow down focus because you've got such a clear goal. Yep. And it's kind of hard to get. It's not impossible, but it's, it's hard and enough to to require a lot of your attention. 100%. And that's kind of like, like, I take it for granted sometimes. Like, I know a lot of people that don't have that drive or a goal. Mm. Like, um, yeah, I, a lot of my friends are like, you're so driven and everything. Because I, I found something I like. I'm lucky. Mm. Like, uh, my career lets me train for this whenever I want. Like, I can I can just put all my time to this. And it's kind of upsetting when I see people. It's upsetting and frustrating because I'm like, why don't you just find something you like? Yeah. But you, it's, people can't. The problem is, in my opinion, is people try to find something they like instead of rattling off a list of things that they don't like. Yeah. That's to, to me how I've always looked at that particular problem. If you wait to find something that you like, what are the fucking odds? Yeah. What are the odds? The odds of you... Fuck all. Like, but fuck all yeah. is the odds. Yeah. But the odds of you finding something you don't like... Yeah, you're going to find that pretty quick. You're going to find that instantly mm -hmm. in terms of odds yeah, because the chances of you finding this crazy fucking life-altering passion, the first thing that you try and do, those odds are fuck all. Yeah. But the odds of you not liking that thing. So it's like, how, and then you've just got to play a numbers game. Well, how many things do I have to not like to find something I do like? Mm -hmm. And then there's fucking... There, there's fulfillment in just that one process. Yeah. 100%. That process of like, oh, I don't have a thing. I'm kind of just in this like process of elimination. Yeah. And then that's like literally a fucking strategy 100%. for you to take into your life. And it can be the same with jobs. I've had fucking 10 business names. Man. Yeah. Since I left school, I was 17. And I've had a fucking registered ABN since I was 17. Yeah, shit. And I don't like nine out of those 10 things. I love this. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking that simple, man. I've never thought of it like that. That's actually mad. It's a, It's so easy. Oh, yoga. Give that a go. Yeah. Give it a, and give shit a fucking crack. Yeah. Like give shit a red hot crack. Like I had in a, like a relationship, I had a thing where I was like, you said, you know, you say you want this, 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 and this. Okay. Well, this thing could satisfy that technically. Like if you look at it objectively and let's say it's fucking yoga. Yeah. And I was like, okay. You're probably not going to like it in five goes, especially if those five goes are spread out over five weeks. Yeah, 100%. So it's not consistent. Let's go fucking weird mode here and let's say, you know what? I'm going to dedicate a month of my life to yoga. One month, yep. 30 days. And I'm going to do yoga every single day for 30 days. In one month's time, you could not like yoga. That's fucking totally fine. But you've given a month where you've like manually forced yourself to just try something and then there's a really have you ever heard that go all the way poem no it's a really cool fucking poem tell me right now it is uh it's like a the dude has a german name <coughs> um this is like kind of leans into that this poem's fucking really cool dude um oh the song i need to change that to poem I need my Jamie. Yeah. One day. 
Uh, Charles Bukowski. So, um, we'll read this shit. It's fucking crazy. Read it you, to me. When you read In that deep voice. <laughs> I need it. Um, uh, so, this is a poem by, I'm pretty sure, oh, he's like a Russian dude, but he... Um, he grew up in America and then his dad was like an alcoholic. He had like this crazy childhood of like abuse from his father. Um, and then he didn't find fame in writing until he was 50. And he literally quit work at 30 to like be a writer. Yes, yeah. And his first actual like I got famous from this shit was at 50 years old. <laughs> and then he just became like he's a Huge. fucking brilliant dude. I'm yeah. trying to I'm working my way through some of his stuff now. This is his poem. It's called Go All The Way. And this lends into exactly what we're saying. If you do this for one month, you would know for a fact. If you don't like yoga at the end of it, then yoga's not for you. Yeah. And then try Pilates. Try yeah. bodybuilding. Try try whatever the 100%. fuck. But this is a poem. If you're going to try, go all the way. Otherwise, don't even start. This could mean losing girlfriends, wives, relatives, and maybe even your mind. It could mean not eating for three or four days. It could mean freezing on a park bench. It could mean jail. It could mean derision. It could mean mockery, isolation. Isolation is the gift. All the others are just a test of your endurance, of how much you really want to do it. And you'll do it, despite rejection and the worst odds. It will be better than anything else you can imagine. If you're going to try, go all the way. There's no other feeling like that. You'll be alone with the gods and the nights will flame with fire. You will ride your life straight to perfect laughter. It's the only good fight there is go all the way it's love fucking it. cool man that's deep love that shit it's cool that's sick and so you apply that to let's say this yoga thing for a month mm. just go all the way yeah for one month what's gonna do it's not gonna it's not gonna impact you negatively fuck no yeah. and like, then it it cannot not impact you positively yeah because then process of elimination in theory you are one step closer to finding the thing that you want because yep. there's one thing that's off the table 100%. and it's that fucking simple if your life doesn't have any form of purpose you don't have what you have with with your fighting what yep. i have with the few things that i'm super into then fucking go all the way in finding something yeah and it's like you can't find it on instagram <laughs> you can't find it on youtube and unfortunately like you can't find it on a podcast. You can find inspiration, but that's it. That's the only thing you can find. I think people find social media the biggest stopping thing. Mm. They'll be like, oh, this the person I really like doesn't do this. Why would I do it? Mm. Like, I don't want to roll around on the ground because he's a striker. Or they see, oh, I'm, I love Gypsy Tales podcast. Yeah. Oh, I listen to his shit all the time. Yeah, I'd want to start my own podcast. I feel like I could do that. Yeah, but fuck, he's got 15,000 followers and yeah. he has a million people listening to him. He's got mics and cameras got, and shit, what I got. Exactly, yeah. and that stops people because 100%. I think that that's one of the negative things of social media yeah. is that like, what you see is like, if you're looking at my shit right now, you're seeing three years into the journey. Yeah. Like day one of my journey, I was buying these microphones and I was I've done them like... I've had these like super disappointing ones that I like did in a lounge room and then the yeah. guy didn't fucking show up. It's like, yeah. that's they don't all, say, they don't say that, but that's all part of this fucking story. Yeah. And it's all part of everyone's story. Mm -hmm. You know, you've probably got fucking days where you went to training and no one rocked up or <laughs> that you happens know? quite often. Yeah. 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 And it's like this shit, any life, any process, any journey, even if what you see of it is like this fucking great polished finished product like that did not happen without yeah. a ton of fuck ups along the way the only person that can back yourself is yourself like you can only trust yourself in pretty much everything in your lifetime 
And if you if you if you can't trust yourself in that, then you're you're not going to succeed. Mm. Like I trust in myself that I know I'm going to go to training. I know I'm going to go home and cook myself a semi decent meal, you know. And then the next day I'm going to do it again. I know for a fact that I'm going to do that until I until I fucking die. Mm. And if people don't have that discipline, which obviously people are trying to find, um, it's you're not going to succeed. Um, have you always been disciplined? Um, in a sense, I guess. Like at school, I didn't do anything at school. I fuck. I was a fuck up at school. I yeah. I had a lot of fights and stuff. Um, I didn't like school. I knew for a fact my whole life I just wanted to be an army man. Yeah. So when I was a little boy, running around the paddocks with this. Where stick, do you reckon that come from, though? Um, I think because I know my dad has a massive respect for the military. Mm. I think I just wanted to kind of make him proud. Yeah. And then then it got to me like, oh, I can be strong, I can be fit. And then I saw like I think Predator that movie, the first yeah, Predator movie. I was yeah. like, oh shit, that's mad. My fucking gangster. Yeah, as he's ripped and he's killing aliens. That's gonna be me, Space Force. Yeah. But um. Yeah, it's from th- from that just growing up, and then like dad was, and a it just ass. like never wavered, just never wavered. Like my dad was a hard ass. The what did he do? He is an anaesthetist. He's a doctor. He's very successful. Uh, he used to work for the air force as a contractor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess he he's a massive part of me wanting to always be better than everyone at something. Yeah. Um. Because because he's the, the smartest man I know. He had high standards. Massive high standards. And he was a very hard dad too. Did like, he like, did he tell you he had high standards or you just nah. assumed he had high standards? I just... Like you put that on yourself almost. Yeah, kind of. Like he... It's an, like my two older brothers are very successful. Like one's a uh, very successful engineer and the other one's a doctor as well. And to them, their school was everything to dad. And to me, because I didn't want to do it, he never forced really school onto me, but he knew I was a good boxer and he knew I was strong and fit. And as soon as... Every time I said I wanted to be in the army, he never... Like, a lot, like my mum was like, you don't want to go in the army, you're going to die. But he never said that. He's like, no, nah, that's, the, that's the best thing you could do. Mm. So kind of that has just pushed me in the direction I've gone to. And was he proud of your time in the army? Yeah, like 100%. And, that's um, got to be cool. Then. Yeah, it, it was it was massive to have that respect, especially because my brothers are so successful. Yeah. And I feel like um, I'm kind of the favorite. And that's kind of unfair because they've worked so hard in their professional careers, being yeah. so educated and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I just, I just couldn't think of anything else. Like I did put up my childhood dream. Like everyone wants to be a fireman or something. I just want to be an army man and I've done that. Yeah. And now what made you, well, I mean, you're still in it, but like, do you think that you'll stay career wise? Did you want to get out of the combat side and into the office side or like, how does that sort of work? So I wanted to get out of like the combat role, uh, just cause it just, it's pretty, it's not bad on your body, but for me, it it, it is though. My next door neighbor is a really good friend of mine. He yeah. was infantry. I think he did two tours. Yeah. And his he just had to have a fucking disc replacement. Yeah. And he's fucking 32. Yeah. It's like, it, and that he says, like, packs, bro. Pack like, I just had fucking packs on me for like eight yeah. years. You're a mule. You're a mule. Even outfield, you're carrying like 40 kegs on your back. That's what he Climbing said, Climbing up yeah. hills for what? To pretend like there's an enemy out there? But that all has a point because if you didn't do that... There might you, be an enemy there out there. There might be out there. Yeah. And, you, and you don't have that fitness to help your friend next to you. That's so crazy, the fitness thing, man. Like, when you're saying that, I'm like... Because you would... you, There is, in history, there is these fucking warriors that were just so much better than everybody. And you're like, it can't be because he's better with a fucking sword. He's fit. That's it. The fitness... Cardio wins fights. And, but, like, that that spirit. Yeah. Because that's one thing that... I Fuck, I talk about maybe too much, but, like... The, there's people that you fucking come across and you don't expect those motherfuckers to have the fight in them that they yeah. do. And like, there's a few of them in my gym. Yeah. And there's like, I'll talk about him all the time. I love this guy. Like he's a 63 kilo fucking dude. Yeah. And he's a brown belt. And like that 
can't, don't die. He's an animal. Ever. Yeah. He's never out of a fight. Like, yeah. ever. But if you looked at him and he was buying fucking ice cream, yeah. you wouldn't, you'd think he was a hipster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that could literally do nothing to you. But it's like some people have literally a warrior spirit. The inner cunt about them. Yeah. Well, that's the same. We got a little guy on our team called Lynchy. So he was a minister before the army. A minister? So, oh yeah. So it was like a religious minister. And he's like about the same thing, like 65 kilos, 70 kilos, tiny little guy wears glasses. And he saw me do this sport. And then I was like, oh, you want to kind of training? He's like, you saw a rocked up obviously like throwing him to the ground easily as and then just gets back up yeah and it keeps people keep throwing him down he gets wailed on by two-handed axes and just gets back up i'm terrified of him i am absolutely terrified because just nothing can hurt him in my mind i've never seen him hurt i've seen a guy that's six foot two drop him with a halberd like a six foot halberd and he stood straight back up it's terrifying the minister of pain i call him now yeah right Lynchy animal yeah i mean and there's those those motherfuckers are real yeah. so can you imagine like I mean, have you thought about like the fuck what it would have actually been like if there was like blades on these things oh. and you could stab? Like, well, I'm thinking like back in those days, they're fighting against like ten thousand people, and you're walking towards and you got to fight all day in a muddy field in armor. Like I'm gassed after a ninety second round. They've got to do it all day, fuck. all day. And if you're tired, you're dead. Someone will come past and just put a dagger in your throat. That's why it's so scary. Like those, but in saying that though, the knights could walk back to their tent, take their armor off, have a, have a glass of wine, put it back on and go back out the battle. That's I, so... Can you <laughs> yeah. imagine living that lifestyle? Imagine being that sky. You're like, shit. This motherfucker just kills three people. Better get him his wine. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. It's... I, you try to think back in those days, like what it would have been like with like... Because in, in, if you're in full plate armor back in the day, you're a tank. You're essentially an Abram tank. Yeah. The peasants are going to walk past you with their pitchforks. So they don't even bother. Yeah. So if the knights fight knights... And the peasants maybe get a cheeky little dagger kill, but they just they ignore you. Yeah. From what I've read, so it's just like just. So what has this forced you to go back and like learn about about history? Like a little bit, you... like a little only because the authenticity you need for armor restriction is so high now. Really. So like my helmet technically doesn't match my armor. So I got a 15th century like armor, and my helmet's 14th century. Okay. So like a lot of like history buffs are like, oh, what are you doing? And yeah, like, I right. understand, I get it, get, don't get your knickers in a knot. And but so why are you in that one instead of a... I just love that helmet. Yeah, that I, helmet is badass. I love the look of it and I actually recently bought a new one, and um, which is upsetting me because this one looks, it looks 10 times better. So what's the, why have you got the new one? Um, because I don't know if you know, like a lot of my riveting is coming out. Oh, and yeah. Like you can replace them, but they keep coming out and all these dints is like wearing the armor down. Yeah. So I could probably pop them out, but it's weakening the armor. And then these things are supposed to be consumables. Because this thing is the like taking the most hits, and you obviously want to upgrade this as, as much, much as, you, as you can. Well, that's keeping you alive. So where do you where are you buying all this shit? Um, so a lot of overseas manufacturers from like Ukraine, so Medieval Extreme, uh, Art Armor, the Armory Smith, uh, Age of Craft, awesome, awesome. There's so many on Instagram. Is really like, yes, yeah, so many. So it's actually like a pretty big, it's huge within you know. Yeah, well, the guy I fought for the national title, Rob, he's actually he's a trade now. His full time job is armor, so he makes medieval armor for a living. Fuck, dream job. What a sick guy. He's mad, bro. He's good. That's rad. He eh? can make. If you get on his Instagram, I'll, I'll link you his Instagram. He's crazy. What is it? Just shout it's just it out. Rob Hayes. Rob Hayes. Oh, he's no. got some, let me get it up above. He's got some weird name. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll pull it up. Give him a plug. Yeah, in yeah. In case anyone wants to buy a fucking medieval. Yeah, it's armor. in uh, Victoria. I want a sword. Fuck that. Yeah, I want I, a sword or a helmet. I'll, I'll, I'll get you some. They're pretty cheap. Like, I want something for an ear that's just 
fucking gangster in it. If well, people like, want to carry on, we'll you go. Can, you can just get shit custom made. You show a picture to one of these armorers and they'll make it for you. So what's his what's it, his name? It is fucking sort this out. It's just a trip when you really think about okay. like what's fucking actually, you know. Yeah. And like just all of the history that's involved. Well, in the Ukraine and Russians haven't stopped doing it since it was an actual thing, I swear. Really? Because they're so good at it. They just like most of the Ukraine and Russian dudes are all army anyway. Yeah. They're, right. cra- they're scary as hell. Yeah. Russians are no joke. Yeah. R-O-L-O-R-I-C-A. Isn't that what I've done? L-O-R-R. Is that what I've done? Yeah. Underscore. But yeah, if you want any armor and it's in Australia, all right, he's missed the shout out because his name's too fucking. <laughs> his <name's> too <laughs> so just read it out for everyone. Uh, uh, I can say Rob Hayes. So R O B H A Y E S. I wonder if that comes up easier. Is that coming up? There he oh, is. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Fuck. Here we go. Larika Skumada. Yeah. So he makes all of this shit. Yeah, himself that's that's here. him. That's him fighting there. He beat my two points. Not dirty. Whatever. What a gangster. Yeah, he's he's pretty. He's a good bloke too. Real good dude. That's awesome. Um, fuck man, this whole thing is just such a like. I don't even know where to fucking go. There's <laughs> just like a million ways that you could. It's like what the fuck. But yeah, so you read you've read a bit of history stuff. A, li- a little like tiny bits. Literally, asked, does that stuff interest you, or it's just a you just love the sport of it? I love it. Does it does interest me? But like I like hearing it from other people, like rather yeah. than looking it up. Um, I guess I'm lazy in that way. If I have like armor questions, I ask one of the older guys in my club that's been doing it for. Mm. So a lot of reenactors um, come into H and B. Mm. So they like the reenacting side but then they want to go that step further into fighting because i suppose that there would be like two ways that you could get into it there would be like oh i'm a history buff that is obsessed with this time period of history yeah and that then the step for that would be like i'm going to get my own armor i'm going to do these reenactments of battles and tell the history and then there'd be the you crazy motherfuckers that are like i want blood yeah and then you can mix those two and then i'm sure that the fighting skills and the training yeah you guys influence those guys and then they yeah. kind of it just like meets in the middle yeah well you ask a lot of reenactors for like accuracy of armor and weapons so like if you've got an eastern european kit which is like the um or a russian kit it's all little plates they can only use certain weapons because they wouldn't have a straight edge sword that have like a saber like they may have but like little rules like that um, and like the type of shields they can use and under padding and even cloth they can wear over the top. Really? Yeah, it goes pretty deep. That's why like I always ask other people because I'm like, how do I find that? Does it go too deep, you reckon? Yeah, 100% it does. Like me with my helmet, like what's the stopping me saying my helmet broke in battle so I'm using my granddad's helmet? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. And like this, I got my painted vulture on my thingy. That's now not allowed. All my painted armor because uh. it's all chipped. I was like, What's the Isn't that the whole point? Like we're fucking slinging swords yeah, at each we're other. Savages. Yeah. But um yeah, it goes a bit deep, but then you gotta work around it if you love yeah. the sport. So. I wonder if there's like a way to like make the sport go f- I'm just thinking from an outsider in. Yeah, it's yeah. like you've got motocross and that's yeah. like the fucking OG, it's outdoors, it's yeah. in summer, it's two thirty minute motos, that's never fucking changing. Yeah. That's the OG version of sport. And then you got supercross which is one twenty lap main event. It's inside of a stadium yeah. with thirty five thousand fans, and it's under so it's like a different form of the sport, but it's still racing a dirt bike. Yeah, I wonder if there's like some UFCified version of what you guys there, do, where it's like carbon fiber armor. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you could go crazy to yeah. where it's like 
you just protect yourself, have the best weapons, and then it doesn't Punch have to on. be like yeah. historically accurate. It's like we're here for like this is like the elite level of yeah. what this sport could be. Well, there there are heaps of leagues that like uh, WMCF, which is like a another league. They have like three minute rounds of pro fighting, which is crazy. Like so, you do a minute thirty. Yeah, minute thirty pro fight rounds. Fuck, that seems like nothing and until the, you're in there. Oh my god. Yeah, well, when you chuck it on after this, uh, we'll go. We'll do it through. One minute thirty, little cheeky. There you go. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, they do have all different tournaments. It's in a cage, like um, for before MMA fights. Like I'm trying to fight for my mate. Um, I don't know if you, Michael Moss. I don't even know. Is it XFC middleweight? No. Uh, well, I'm trying to get him to fight before one of his MMA fights. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, he's he will go places. That guy's an animal. Yeah. Um, dude, the the MMA scene in Australia is fucking crazy yeah, it's right abs- now. It's, oh. Is there like a rabid dog? This guy. Do you follow? Do you follow much of the scene not, over here? No, no, no. Dude, Eternal MMA is fucking crazy. Yeah, like some really good fights are going down on that shit. shit. I don't know much about the XFC stuff. Yeah, because I I mainly follow the Eternal shit. Yeah, like there's legit gonna be like four four guys and a couple girls that are probably gonna go into the UFC. From, yeah. from this promotion. Well, that's why I'm pretty sure Michael Moss is gonna do the same. Yeah, he's right. absolutely like animal that's sick eh oh it's you, just, you see these people train like i think i train hard and then you see mm. these guys you're like holy shit and the stamina i have i held pads from like five three minute rounds he didn't stop it was just drooling out his mouth dude i got dennis hogan coming Jesus. on this next week oh shit yeah you know you know dennis i know he's, he's a fighter boxer yeah, like yeah. he just fought for a world title yeah in yeah, America. yeah yeah, yeah he, he ended up losing but dude fucking it's like the levels that you know what i mean there's like insane levels to shit and then you see a dude like him and you're talking about pads yeah and it's like Fuck, yeah man, like that's so gnarly to be doing what you're doing and then like you're like fuck what am i doing i should be training like that like well i'm gonna try i've actually i haven't spoken about this but i've hurt, i hurt my shoulder in vietnam i yeah. crashed the motorbike yeah oh, shit. And, i think um, i saw photos of that. yeah fucking thing <laughs> and um so i've hurt my shoulder i don't know exactly what i've done yeah um i've got to go get some more scans and yeah. shit but um i'm gonna do a month where i do 52 jiu-jitsu like classes sessions oh, in in the month so nice. it'd be like a year's worth of once a week training in one month. Oh. And uh, and it's hard. Like, it's going to be gnarly, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. when I do comps and stuff, I'll do two a days, probably three or four of the days, and then one a days, and then Sunday off. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm probably doing like nine, ten, you know, eleven sessions a week. And it's like, I'm, I'm like not keeping that pace up for an entire no, month, let gonna- alone doing four. 13 a month of uh, 13 a week for four weeks back to well back. you got to pace that shit like i did the i don't know if you saw i did 5k a day every day for 30 days so uh-huh. i ran so i did that how was that it was hard really like it got to like the start of it i was beating my pbs i think i was, I was actually i'm a shit runner so what do you run 5ks in well i started off with like 30 minutes uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. now i got down to like 23 yeah 23 20 yeah um that was in the middle and then because i was so fatigued it just it keeps go going back, i went yeah. back up to like 25 minutes yeah that's but still not too bad still good, though. Yeah. Still good pace. I, mean, I do sure like do. 24, 25. Yeah. But like, I, and, then, and I've been trying to do a challenge every month. Like last yeah, month, right. I did the 100 heaves every day, but I didn't only got to 13 days because I got a viral infection because I didn't stop training. Apparently, I trained myself into the ground. Yeah. Because not only I was running 5Ks every day, I was also training in the morning and then afternoon for fighting. Yeah. So it was like technically three training sessions a day. Uh, Monday to Friday and then I had Sundays off but still running on the Sunday yeah and then Saturday I trained twice so you just run your adrenals into the ground all into the ground how did you feel like when you were doing that I kind of felt like um, like when I was crook or just when you were doing that much training it like, got, it did got you to have like po- real low sex drive and shit 
Yeah, I did. Surprisingly for me, massive. That's adrenal fatigue. Bro. Yeah, I couldn't like I've actually I turned my wife down once and she thought I was you know cheating on her. Adrenal fatigue, yeah, bro. It was bad. That's what happens. You just like, you just don't have enough like uh, testosterone. Yeah. Like it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Dude. Who goes I got to bed to, and sleep straight away? No one I, does that. I got I got to that point training last year. Yeah. Where I was just fucking cooked, dude. Yeah. I wanted like nothing to do with sex. Yeah. I was like, I didn't give a fuck, and yeah. I was like, I'm just t- I'm like tired from training. But it's like your body just doesn't have enough in its yeah. enough in its system in terms of hormones to like literally prog- like rebuild yeah. the system. It's just too much stress on the system. I got so addicted to it that I was like, I didn't want sex, but I didn't want to stop running. Mm. Like I was like, I can set myself a goal. I'm going to do this. Like one time I actually ordered a pizza. I was like, treat myself. I was like, oh shit. I actually haven't done my run today. So I had to put that pizza in like in the oven and go for a run come back and eat it like it just got to that point so you didn't skip a day not one day dude have you listened to the podcast i did with forest goat no fuck he run 30 marathons in 30 days <laughs> did you hear about my 5k's what <laughs> fuck right but like fuck. what you're doing is hard as fuck yeah. like i'm not trying to take it yeah, away no, from no, you. No. i'm like there's motherfuckers <laughs> out there that just take it to like the next level crazy level yeah, that's dude. respect holy shit. gnarly huh i don't know what to do i thought my next one was i was going to try to write a comedy skit and then like i know it's just not a fitness challenge but try to write a comedy skit and do it at a pub but dude that'd be hard that'd be hard that's real hard yeah but um yeah and i'm trying to do a challenge every month do like you should just start documenting this shit then. Yeah. Because there's so many guys on YouTube that like post these like I did this for a month, I yeah. did that for a month, and it's like I don't know, man. Like fucking, it could be like a good way to get more. Yeah. You know, maybe. you take people along for the ride with you, and like just start fucking small and. Yeah. Well, I try to do the Instagram, try to start small and to see what people like how receptive they are of it. Mm. But it's surprising how many fighters like MMA fighters, kickboxers, like, dude, this is sick yeah right yeah like i got a lot of like um international people as well like a lot of british boxers love it um really a lot of indonesian mma fighters randomly enough follow me um yeah they love it they just love watching it like a lot of people uh in queensland like when are you fighting next i'll come pull my ute up and have beers and watch you guys punch on that's sick yeah which is you can definitely do like our tournaments are usually outside on an oval yeah so like people can just pull their cars up smash beers and watch us fight fuck man it's so cool eh? Have you found that it's grown like since you started pushing he, the Instagram heaps, stuff? Well, um, it's the big the big push of it at the moment is actually Team Kraken, the team I was telling about Melbourne. They got into the Arnold Festival uh, ah. sports, so they, well, they were supposed to be fighting at there. Well, that they did. Been they've cool. done it the last two years, and like even Arnold, so like his photos with them with Arnie Arnie around them and stuff wow. like that. So it's, they're they're doing like the best. They're running their gym like a proper fighting gym. Yeah, like proper um, Monday. Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, or proper trainings during the week, proper lessons. Like that's what I'm trying to do up here. It's just a bit hard. Yeah. Like people are very flaky. Yeah. Um, like you say, you organize a session, and two people rock up out of the eight instead of coming. Yeah. So yeah. just you're, I'm just trying to get those people that are keen and motivated. Yeah. And also this fucking virus is kicking around here and losing their fucking mind, not rocking out the training. I know. Eh? Yeah, it's it's killing me. Like I'm, I just want to, like I'm going to train after this, but like with who no one i'm gonna hit some tires with my sword it's gonna be sick yeah so yeah talk about what your training's like looks like for this um so and how much better did you get quickly because that's like i think one of the things that so i wanted to do jujitsu for yeah. fucking years man like i actually did one class like probably eight years ago now and uh i fucking had a dude slip on the mat like after class i was sitting with like my arms backwards yeah and he slipped and fell and fucking broke my wrist <sighs> So then I was I was living in America with no health insurance, blah, blah. So that's eight years where I was like, oh man, maybe I just need to be like back home. And So I yeah. put that shit off because I thought that it would take me a long time to get 
good enough to be able to travel the way that I did yeah. and still train. Yeah, yeah. Turns out in three months, I was going fucking... I went to Thailand after five months and trained for fucking yeah. 10 days straight. Yeah, shit. So I think that's like a bit of a barrier for yeah. people. They're like, it'll take so much time. But it's like, how much time did it take you of like, you know, going all the way to yeah. fucking actually get to a proficient level where you can enjoy it? Um, I think it would have been... Well, there's parts on Instagram when I started and I was absolute rubbish, but I think it was like maybe like three months um, of constant, like I was armoring up with my mate Chris for four times a week and a lot of people only armor up once a month. So I was armoring up like three to four times a week every day, every week for like three months. Mm. And this went from me hitting someone with a sword like and hammer to actually doing proper combos and flu- like fluid, but probably yeah. six months of constant training. I got to a point where I'm like, yeah, I could probably, I could probably win a tournament. Yeah. Um, but that was just cause I was just so determined. I was like, I'm going to get good at this sport. Like I know that this is what I'm meant to be doing. Um, but yeah, it was just, it went from switching from, so I f- usually fight in orthodox when I'm boxing, but I went to, and now I'm doing South ball with my sword cause my sword foots forwards got more reach with my sword. Mm. So now I swatch in their profile. I go back and forth from South ward orthodox. It's just, yeah, it took, yeah, six, maybe as this day, nearly close to a year to be as good as I am now. Mm. and like with the end goal of being better than everyone in australia yeah obviously overseas is a different different killer fish because there's some animals out there so what are you looking at now like what is being better than everybody in australia do you look like like what sort of shit have you got to get better at um so it'd just be my armor fitness itself yeah and also kind of like armor prep so my armor needs to fit me so well that i don't even know what's on me so right now Mm. it's pretty good but i can make it better like if you see people dance around, like people look like they're just boxing in it. Like with me, I'm kind of sluggish. Yeah, okay. like kind of like a walking tank when people are just bouncing around, like light on their feet. Um, that and also endurance and knowing, um, knowing the person I'm fighting weaknesses. It's so like I know the pe- next people I'm fighting, I know their weaknesses. Mm. But it's hard if you're versing someone from a, like obviously you would know if you're fighting someone. You yeah, don't I know. never know anyone. Yeah, yeah. you probably okay, yeah you enter in tournaments and you have no idea who these people. Yeah, are. I've I've never even fought. The only times I've fought somebody twice is when I'll do like the gi division and yeah. then a no gi division. Yeah, and then but even then like you really sort of don't know. Like I pretty much have to go to every tournament and all I think about is what I'm going to do. Yeah, like I don't even else. think about anyone yeah. else's shit. Like I actually don't give a fuck. Yeah. But if I, like I was going to do a fight, um, uh, May or something, but I yeah. think my shoulder's going to stop that. Yeah, but sure. I was going to do a fight uh, and then I'd probably get to like, yeah, look at the dude's Instagram. Yeah. And, but even then I'm like, fuck, I don't even know if I like want to do that. Yeah. Cause you could psych yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. But is that when you do a BJJ fight, is that just a one fight? So you like, nah, so it's all tournament stuff. Oh, okay. So like pretty much. So when I did the Queensland titles last year to win the title, I had to fight four yeah. times in one division. And then three times in the other division. Yeah. And to win, you've got to win every fight. That's the same yeah. as the H&B, yeah. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, I don't know any of those people. It's five-minute rounds. So, it's like 20 minutes worth of fights on the one division and then, yeah, 15 on the next. But uh, none of them went longer than a minute. Yeah. But, like, that's still yeah. yeah. So Adds up, man. It's like compounding interest. It'll yeah. Get It'll get you. That's so gnarly that you guys only have to do... And I mean only as yeah. in, like... like it's... I bet it's fucked up that 90 seconds. First 30 seconds in, so I'll do like two combos and I'll be like, see, surely it's a minute and you're fragged. You're like, holy fuck. I've got to keep going. It's, yeah, it's gross. It's a whole different thing, but with the new helmet I bought, um, it's like a, I hate, hate admitting it. It's called a wolf rib. 
So it's like just like a cage on my face now. So you can breathe and see very easily. And I've insulted a lot of people because of that helmet. And now I'm one of those people. Why is that? Because just it just looks, makes it so much easier. It makes it so much easier and I don't like the look of it. Yeah. But I can, I've subbed it out so I can put that cage on and I can put it like another full plate. So you can like loosen it off, put another plate face on. Yeah. But yeah, that's, there's like little things like that that you have to do if you want to get to that next level. I That's just my point of view though. That's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. gospel. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just everything like that. And so that, uh, that armor um, modification stuff, like that's sort of a, that's a big deal to like getting yeah. better. Well, it, the lighter you are, the more like stamina you're going to have. Yeah. So how do you feel when you're just sparring and training? Like, does that 90 seconds feel the same every time, whether yeah. you're in tournaments or 100%. sparring? Fuck, that's yeah. crazy. It just, I feel like I've never gotten like, obviously I have, but I feel like every time I fight, I'm like, fuck, I've got to be 30 times fitter mm. than I am now. Even at my peak, um, not being crook, I was like, shit, I need to get so much better. Mm. But I was technically training more than the people I was fighting. But to myself, I was like, I'm not going to be able to win anything at this condition. Because mm. you'll see like on, on the pro fights, on, on YouTube even, like halfway through their fights, they got the sword in the shoulder and they're just absolutely, they're just fragged. Mm. It's just, yeah. I just don't know how to... Biggest thing for me is kind of lying to tell them I'm not tired. Mm. So if I'm really fragged, I'll try and bounce around. Yeah. So it looks like, oh shit, if he can bounce around, he doesn't. But like inside, like my mouth's open, I'm drooling all over my face. There's snot coming out of my nose. Dude, I do, I do that shit. Like mm. I, I do the most lazy jujitsu, like humanly possible. Yeah, yeah. And when people like when I, even in competitions, I'll be like, and I'll do like shit to fuck with people. I'll be like, I'll scratch my neck and yeah. I'll just do like all just, the, yeah, like yeah. literally, yeah. I do that. I like just to go like I'm not yeah. tired here. When are you dude. Like I, try? yeah, I yeah. don't. And it it makes people gives them like a sense of urgency yeah. that like fuck, I need to like, I need to push the pace. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty tired, but yeah. I'm just fully trying to sell people yeah. on the fact that like, I'm just, I'm, not I'm chilling. That's you know? actually my whole way of fighting. It's just yeah. acting like I don't care. Yeah. Like playing around with my sword before, like fight is flicking around like this, but inside I'm just like, <sighs> yeah, but no one can see. So yeah, that's fucking crazy. Dude, yeah. Eh? It's, it's mental. Like the headspace you got to get into before you fight is pretty crazy too. Cause you know, for most of the people you're fighting, you know, yeah. Like if I'm fighting someone, I'm like, oh, I know this guy, I talked to him like two seconds ago. Yeah. But still like, then you're looking through the helmet and you just get like everything else. Glimpses. Goes, yeah. And, and like, I'm looking through his helmet and like, everything else is black and I'm just focusing on his helmet going like, I'm going to have to kill you. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just gets, I never feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I don't even fucking think about yeah. it. Though. I kind of feel bad after. Yeah. Well, I'm like, ah oh, man, like that dude fucking traveled from here and he just <laughs> yeah. got fucked up. So, you know, you but like, yeah. but like that, that makes me feel bad, but in the moment, but I was saying to this, um, I had Josh Kuhn on the podcast and he is a amateur MMA fighter. He's yeah. trying to go pro, but no one wants to fucking fight him in a pro fight. Yeah. He's knocks dudes out in 10 seconds. Yeah, no like thanks. three fights in a row. Oh, and, uh, but I was saying to him that like every time I've ever done any kind of, of competition, faceless opponents. Yeah. Like I, I just don't care. Like yeah. they just have to be there for yeah. me to win. That's rag literally, that's doll. literally it. Like, and I don't pay any attention. I don't like doesn't matter yeah. i've just literally got to go in i got to do what i got to do as quick as possible yeah. like i'm not thinking about points i'm not thinking about what sweep i'm, I'm literally just like i got to finish this dude as quick as i can asap save the energies yeah and then leave yeah like and then i just that's that's my whole thing but yeah so i don't have that like sorry, sorry dude. Bro. yeah i've <laughs> yeah. got nothing i'm like i'm leaving like yeah. i'm here because i don't really enjoy that's one of the things like probably interesting to get your take on like i don't even know that i enjoy the competition that much no because you're in that much pain 
yeah i find like i kind of dread it i can't like well, as soon as i start fighting it's all right but as soon as you get to that yeah. point you're like i'm gonna be in so much fucking pain right now like what's the point is do i like this sport mm. and then after you fight and you look back you're like fuck that was mad yeah well like, that's that's the yeah that's the thing is like you kind of do it just for the reflection yeah 100 percent. because th- there's like an accomplishment there and you know that because for me i'm like i go into these um i go into these competitions and it's like it's just a battle of will between me and myself every yeah. day it's like am i gonna go to train and am i too sore fucking don't be a bitch yeah, like you gotta 100%. go like so it's just and it's all because you've got this date and that's where it's like it's almost like i'm not fighting another person on this date it's like if i show up i beat myself yeah and that's all i'm trying to do yeah and then the competition to me kind of doesn't matter yeah. like i don't really give a fuck like the only reason i want to do good in the competition is for everybody else i don't give it's a, a selfless f- act i don't give a fuck about yeah. the con- like because all it is is like i win competition in terms of me personally by like signing the registration forms and just being on that mat when they call my name yeah that's me winning at the <laughs> fucking competition because i hate it like yeah i hate the process yeah and it's like you you have to be in this weird fucking head and it sounds trivial to people that might not do it or they're like oh it's just fucking jujitsu you know what yeah. you're doing there or you're in armor or yeah you know what i mean but it's like no nah, it's a fucking battle with me every day 100%. because like it's uncomfortable and if i lose in front of all those people like, I don't really want to win. I just want to not lose. Yeah. Because I don't want to fucking lose in front of my friends. Yeah. Don't want to lose in front of my people family. People come to watch you and you're like, what's the point of watching you lose? Exactly. Like, cheers. Yeah, I tell people all the time, like, I don't want you to come yeah. and see me. Like, I'll fucking post it on Instagram yeah. if I win and <laughs> yeah. I won't if I yeah. lose. I was like, I don't give a fuck. But I don't I don't want to lose for the team and then I don't want to lose, like, have people watch me lose. But the winning doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, that's like the team fight. If you're last one standing versus two other people, even though there's two people against you, you're like, fuck, I've got to win this. And if you lose against two people, you're still so hard on yourself. Yeah. But you're like, you're versing two other dudes, like, relax, don't be so hard. But it's just your teammates because they're all like, oh, come on, he can he can win. And you don't. Have you ever had a scenario where you've had that two-on-one and you've beat them? Yeah, there's actually a video on my Instagram. Um, it kind of seems like I had unlimited lives, but they, uh, <laughs> when I fell to the ground, they kind of dragged me down with them and then allowed to do that. So if you throw someone... It's called suiciding. They can drag you down with you. Most refs will stand you back up. Oh, yeah. Um, Why is this not going back? But it's happened a few times, um, versing two people. Um, and that's the most... It's when you just look for the weakest person and take them out first. How's... Um, how do you spell your thing again? Oh, S-W-R-I-D. Oh, oh yeah. So, what is it? S-W-R-I-D-E. R-I-D-E. Yeah, there you go. So, which is... You just pointed it out. Uh, It should be... That's here with the two people on the left. This one? Yeah. So, this is you with two dudes. Yeah, there's a guy. I'm behind the other guy because my teammate gets taken down straight away. Oh, right. So, we're going to... See, they're wearing Russian, like, Eastern Eastern European armor. Hatungas. And we're Western Western European knights. Oh, so... There's the different styles. Yeah, yeah, right. Fuck this shit. So th- it's two on two at this point. Yeah. So now it's... Yeah, now it's 2v1. 2v1. So now what I do is I like to drag them in. Because if I, if I start striking in a group fight, there's no point. Because oh, it's not yeah. points, so you're going for the takedown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your strategy here? So I, I grapple the weakest one or that most unfittest one and I wait for them to get fragged out. Yeah. And then I, I like to wear both of them down. 
So I see I fell over there, but that gate's not supposed to fall down. Yeah, okay. So I would have been fine if it was standing up. Yeah. So how did you determine who's the weakest one? Well, I train with these guys. Oh, <laughs> so, so this know, is your boys. Yeah, yeah. So I know who who has the like you see this guy's just he's not very strong. See, like my armor got hooked on his arm. Yeah. So he's like, Yeah, just stand back up. So so he's out now. Yeah. And so why wasn't the other dude hitting you? He while, should have been. Yeah. So he was being a bitch. Yeah, pretty much. He was probably trying to save energy because he knew. Yeah, well, he's probably really fragged as well. Yeah. So how long had you been fighting for at this point? So we've done like three more fights before this. And in the yeah, sun as well. Yeah, you look fucking tired. Oh, I was cooked, eh? Yeah, you look tired. You could just see that sucking yeah. in the big ones. Just and like, like this one there, like, um, I don't want to do anything, but I just don't want to lose. Yeah, so okay. Like, give me my sword. Yeah, give me my sword. So these dudes are your mates? Yeah. Fuck, that's cool. You can see this guy's fragged. He's yeah. absolutely wrecked. That's Chino. He's actually a really good guy. Yeah. But see, he just kind of collapses. <laughs> yeah. How big is he? He's quite a bit. He's close to six foot. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a big dude, eh? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. You're playing a weird game. So you, should come, you should come down to the club and have a proper fight. Yeah. I was going to say, like, that kind of, it sucks about today. Like, I can't really do anything because my shoulder's fucked. That's all right. But, um, I can still hit you though. Yeah, dude, I'll put some shit on yeah, and fucking yeah, copper fuck whack. That's <laughs> good. Like I could get this chair. I could throw this chair at you. And you wouldn't feel it. I could push you down those stairs. Really? And you would feel nothing. It's that good. It's that good. That's like, fucking crazy. I work on my kid all the time. Like I've like I've got gaps, but if you're just standing still like this, like if anyone, you're not gonna get hit. Really? Like even if I had a sharp sword, you're not gonna hurt, get hurt through that. Yeah. So that's the only real difference is that, so you're not just, like you can't actually stab, can't stab with the sword. Yeah. So if you, even a blunt sword, the way that you guys do it and you stabbed, you, that'd go through the armor? Um, Not the armor. I think it's more just the visors. Okay. So like, see, like the sword is only like that yeah, big. So it it's going to go slip through straight there, through. And you're fucked. Yeah. So, but is it like, are you missing out on like a big part of swordsmanship in yes. general? So that's why a lot of um, swording uh, disciplines... So scheme uh, like fencing and stuff. Yeah, fencing. I used to fence actually at school. I did. Really? I used to be state champion fencer. Fuck. So you, this is just all just yeah. a culmination of your. Being. So a lot of fencing footwork is actually really good for this. Yeah. Um, a lot of like yeah, sword discipline arts hate us. Yeah. Because they're like that's not a historical method. Like you're yeah. not doing a historical. Yeah, but like fuck, we get, yeah. we can't die. Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna die for a sport. Yeah. Um, but they don't like it because of that point. Like, oh, you're not stabbing, you're not doing. Yeah. Like I could beat you in two moves. I was like, cool, bro. Put yeah. the armor on and let's punch on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a lot of things. A lot of people, like oh, like I said, uh, the reenactors, a lot of reenactors don't like this sport because it looks like a pub brawl. Yeah. You know. But like, if you're on a battlefield you're and not you're gonna in be, fucking yeah, mud, and it's like, you can't say... I'm not going to buy a set of rules when you're about to stab me in the neck with a knife. Yeah, dude. It's going to yeah. be just straight, do whatever the fuck you can to I'll kill I'll be aiming for dude. the groin. I'll be punching for the groin. Yeah. I'll be doing everything. Yeah. That's fucking hectic. Yeah, it's great. It's... Oh. Can't wait for you to fight. No, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> I'd love to just you draw it randomly you, no, you're one day. Yeah, you're, you're part of the club now. Okay? It's gonna be fucking yeah. cool. The problem with me though is like I just get too obsessed with shit. That's good. And That's I need, what we need. We need that in the team. Nah, we I need can't that on that shit. We I got that. I got a black belt to get. Yeah. I fucking made my goal. We need a black belt. <laughs> we do need a black belt in the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Dude, it'd be like a gnarly G up to go and fucking actually, like, actually fight some cunt one day and this shit, like... We should hit up one of your mates. You know anyone that would fight you? Because we got, we got armor that we could... Like, you could use my armor or I can get someone else and I can get one of my mates to give him your armor and you could G up a fight. I'll train you. My friend will train the other guy. Be so gnarly. Yeah, just a two, two rounds. That's all you're training for. Just a couple of weeks of pre-training and then... 
it's on be super weird but like yeah. it'd be fucking cool to do that's yeah, cool well like we do a lot of like, expeditions in front of like we did a uh, kai Kushin tournament we fought for them yeah so like if you've got any bjj tournaments you want on the fight out let us know <laughs> yeah well dude i was i've been thinking i'm like i wonder what kind of shit we could get you at because mm. there's definitely like some cool stuff yeah that i'm doing the that month of the this like which month is crazy by the way that's a lot of work it's gonna be gnarly that's yeah a lot of work. well i just wanted to be I want to, so like on that month, I'm going to have people come on the podcast that are like jujitsu related. Yeah. So like Jeremy Skinner is like... Hot tips. Yeah, just, well, I want to, a lot of the times like on the podcast, we're not really talking about the sport super specifically. It's yeah. just about the people and, and having a chat. But people that listen to the podcast are like, oh, I don't really know much about jujitsu. I don't want to sit and listen to people talk about jujitsu. So it's like, I'd really like to be able to get people on that do jujitsu yeah and like have the people that listen to this still be as interested just as them as people because like if you've got a black belt in jujitsu like you've been through some crazy shit 100%. To, to get that and it's like it's a person a person worth listening to yeah and so that's really like my big goal for doing it is like i'll surround myself with these people we do the month of training but have all these jujitsu people come on the podcast that are training with me but not really talk about jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Leave that for like the videos. And oh, yeah, the, you yeah. know, And then just try and be like, look, they're cool motherfuckers. Yeah, soak in that energy. Yeah, you, should, your listen, yeah. Yeah, you should listen to these yeah. cunts. They fucking kill it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't get a black belt by being a bitch. Yeah, exactly right. You know How long does it take to get it? Like 10 years? 10 years pretty yeah. much. But you can do it sooner. Like uh, that guy, Sean, I was saying, I think he's been training for six or mm. seven years. Maybe, yes, one of those, six yeah. or seven. And he's just got his brown belt. So like he could probably... in a year and a half yeah well, get his black belt that's quick so it's like because he works at the gym he trains every day yeah. he does every competition like he's already winning brown belt competitions he yeah. only just got it yeah so it's like a very sliding scale yeah well. but like it took me fucking two years just to get my blue belt yeah so it's like but then it could take a year to get a perp it's there's no set sort of criteria Do you ever think for about it? like that two years that you got your blue belt in like in the percentage of like the world of people how many people you could beat in the grand game just for those two years? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Millions, that, billions. Yeah. Millions of people you could yeah. beat. I think that now, like even, it's like one of the cool things about just being able to, like a skill in general mm. with like boxing or, and this is why people fucking should do it. You won't get in a fight. No. Because nowadays I think about myself in a situation where like, like I had a dude come up to me in a fucking nightclub and he's like talking shit and I'm like, hey man, how good are you at jujitsu? Yeah. Yo, you don't do jiu-jitsu? Okay, I do jiu-jitsu and I fucking won an Australian title for it. Two. Yeah. So, do you think you can beat me? No. That's... <laughs> so, like, why yeah. why bother? Yeah. And then even on my end, like, let's say that dude did want to fight me. I'm like, well, fuck. Now, I would then have to try and defend myself in this situation, in mm -hmm. this bar or nightclub. On the ground. Yeah. I'm going to choke this dude, like, more than likely. In what... And if you fucked someone up, like, real easily to... Everybody's like, "Oh, that look at this fucking yeah. asshole! Like yeah. he knows what he's doing. He just fucked that guy." Yeah. There's You're no, the yeah. There's yeah. no situation where it's like a positive thing yeah. that I choke somebody in public. Yeah, you're never gonna look like a good dude, even if it was super. Unless he was like hitting a chick, yeah, or, you know what I mean. There's yeah. like some lines that you you shouldn't cross in public yeah. to where like I'm probably gonna try and fuck up that person. Yeah, but like. It'd have to be, yeah, extreme, like fucking hitting a chick yeah, or something weird with a kid it, yeah. or like an animal or yeah. there'd be some circumstances where I would like 
Happily, I would yeah. do that and feel okay about it. Yeah. But just in a guy, like an altercation in a bar, like that's yeah. not a fucking reason to get in a fight with somebody yeah. or somebody in traffic. Like, oh, road rage is the worst. But when you have skills and it's like, I test my skills every the same the way that you do, you yeah. can have confidence in knowing. And it's even like, I can have the confidence to stand there with that guy and be like, hey man, like how, good are, you, yeah, how yeah. good are you at jiu-jitsu? Yeah. I got cauliflower. Have you got cauliflower ears? I have one. I have one cauliflower. <laughs> but it's like it, you get that from doing certain shit. Yeah. And if you haven't got, it's just it's that simple. You yeah. Know? Well, it's good to have that confidence. As a, like obviously, I grew up fighting. You have the same thing. Gain confidence the whole time. Like that's why. Like if I ever had kids, the first thing they do when they can is learn how to fight. Dude, and chicks that do jujitsu. Like when you get raped. You're in closed guard. Yeah, 100%. That's the Boom. fundamental position of jiu-jitsu. Of jiu-jitsu. If yeah. you can learn how to do a fucking a cutting armbar, mm-hmm. a fucking triangle, a guillotine, a sit-up sweep, yeah. a kimura, and then you go, the, the version of that is like, oh, well, what if it's like a big fucking, yeah. a big dude? Uh, yeah, there's that. Yeah. But I'm putting myself in the position of a fucking weird cunt that would rape somebody. Yeah. If there's a chick that has even one shred of skill while I'm like trying to do that, yeah. I'm like fucking bail out, yeah. out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, cause a dude, yeah, it's a fuck, it's a dark topic. Oh yeah. hundred percent. But at the end of the day, it's like, you should, what better want skill to, to have, but you should want to know 100%. something. You, if, if you're a chick, you're not going to get in a boxing match with a guy. No. Like a guy's not going to fucking, Throw down, yeah. you to get fucking raped as a girl, you've got to be on the ground re- essentially. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, fuck we could get into yeah. the nitty-gritties but like let's dark now <laughs> but let's you know what i mean 80 yeah. percent of the time yeah. so it's like have a fucking skill in the position that you would most like most vulnerable be, position because you, know? yeah. you are most vulnerable position for a girl in that situation would be on your back with the guy in between your legs yeah that's the position so it's like that is literally a fundamental position of jiu-jitsu 100 and it's like you know yeah the guy might be bigger the guy might be stronger if if like he fully was just super committed to it and wanted it bad and it wasn't gonna you weren't gonna stop him yeah maybe you wouldn't stop him yeah but let's say he's fucking a little bit scared a little bit anxious a little bit nervous about what he's doing or he's fucking you know there's probably some scenarios where if you put up a decent enough fight he's gonna bail yeah if you put up a decent enough fucking fight with a crocodile he can let you go yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. I mean? there's like there is that yeah. chance like if it's a legitimate fear because it it it'd be fucking gnarly to be a chick dude what do you mean well like you are strong as fuck yeah. way bigger at, at any point like a girl's walking home alone yeah. like physically yeah you know what i mean that, there is that and like from knowing like ob- obviously we all know girls but it's like you know girls and you've heard them say like ah uh, can you walk me here uh, i don't really want to go there yeah there is chicks live with that shit yeah, every bad. fucking I, day I, of their life it sucks that it has to be like that and i hate that and I wish I could just be everywhere for them. Like, yeah. just suited up in armor, just walking people home. <laughs> you know, that's the best service. I can armored walk home service. That'd be fucking. It's like funny, an dude. Uber is an app. Night, night. You want a night to walk you home? There you go. Dude, you want a viral fucking YouTube video? <laughs> yeah. That's your viral yeah. YouTube video, yeah. bro. I was thinking I would just go on the gym side of that armor and just say, follow me on Instagram. Just walk around shops, just doing everyday stuff. Nah, what you should do if you want to like do something weird, have a fucking sword and a shield or an axe, <laughs> and go to like. A fucking nightclub just at three out, in the wait, morning when it's like out lockout. Front, yeah. Wait out the front and be and just have a sign and just say, "I'll walk you home to protect you." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a sick fucking yeah. viral video, bro. As if people aren't gonna watch. Copyright that shit. Uh, to <laughs> yeah, copyright yeah. to Gypsy Tales. Yeah, and, yeah. and Sam Wright. But like, we that, could do it. That'd be a fucking funny. That'd be video. good. 
But yeah, like how that, safe would you feel about? Dude, I'd feel fucking safe. Yeah. I'm, I you feel need like anyone walked after this? I, I was gonna say I feel like I'm a fairly capable dude. <laughs> I'd feel fucking safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I work for Mead, uh, Mead and Gold Coins. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I work. Some quests. I work for ale. <laughs> yeah. Ale and uh, and a bar and, wench and spices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sea uh, salts. <laughs> when you you'd be watching like Game of Thrones oh, and yeah. shit these days, and like, watching, oh, yeah, it's not gonna work against armor. How much do you like? Do you actually watch that shit? Like, yeah, there like, would be like legit swordsmanship. In that. Yeah, there's some great swordsmanship, but then you see like some guy cut a guy's breastplate. He's like, mm. oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well. they've got to do that though. Yeah, they have to do it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I watch a lot of it. It's great. Like it's good. Um, a lot of uh, there's actually that you know the movie King. It's on um, Netflix at the moment. It's awesome. You should watch it. It's about it's got like bulk knights and armor. It's about the Battle of Azincourt. Yeah, okay. So long story short, the English versus the Fran- uh, French and the English have less numbers. So they push these people in this muddy, uh, muddy paddock pretty much and the French come down in massive armor and, yeah. the, and the French uh, knights get stuck in the mud technically in a slip over and then all the English have got no armor and they run in and they just start really? stabbing. It's sick. Fuck. Um, we should watch that movie, by the way. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's... I don't have a TV at the moment. Don't you? This is the only TV I've got. Let's get it up. Let's watch it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, fuck this place. I'm getting out of it as soon as possible. Are you going somewhere? No, no, no. Like, just, I'm not sticking around here after work to oh, watch sure. movies. Fucking room consumes my life. Oh, shit. How long do you spend in here? <laughs> All day. This it, is pretty, like, scary if you think about it. Do you ever get scared up here? No. Nah. I would. Jiu-Jitsu, bro. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, but like, I'm thinking, like, ghosts. This is like... Did you, who, was, who owned this before you? Dude, this was like a fucking meth lab not a lab but there's like just junkie central in here there's some ghosts in here bro i don't yeah i don't really worry but like i don't know can you choke out, have you ever seen anyone choke out a ghost nah. yeah. casper was the homie though yeah he was pretty sweet he, <laughs> so, he got shit done for the boys. maybe ghosts just have a bad rap <laughs> oh yeah i'm saying i've never seen anyone choke out a, like I, i've never seen do anyone you believe in that shit i do a little bit really i used to work in a hospital I've seen i was gonna say like what have you seen that I've makes seen you believe in that only like i was working in a hospital as a theatre technician. So I was like cleaning up after the operations, prepping patients for surgery. And I was cleaning up one night and I flicked off, like there's three theatres and the theatre three flicked off, theatre two flicked off, cleaner. And I was like, oh shit, I left theatre three light on, went in there and there was some guy plugging in a camera to the tower, which is like you get looking through procedures. And I was like, oh bro, I'll get the light for you. I switched it on, there was no one there. And I was just like, yeah, I thought, like, a full thought of someone was plugging the camera. There's no camera on, the tower wasn't even on. It freaked me the fuck out. How dark was it in there? It was like like ambient light. It was like a you know those like a one down light was on in the room. Yeah. It was scary as fuck. How vivid was the dude? Very. Really? Like I, all I can see was a guy in scrubs bending down and plugging something in. I was like, Oh get that light for you, dude. Didn't know anyone was in here. Nothing. I could see how that'd freak you out. Freaked me because my and my dad was actually working in theatre one. I ran back to him. Really? Yeah. How old were you? I was like twenty. But yeah, he okay. just happened to work in the same hospital as me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Holy shit, dad, protect me. Wow. Then he called me a pussy. So. Yeah. I don't. I guess I just haven't like really seen anything that would like make me ever worry about ghosts. I was scared of the dark as a kid. Yeah. Like heavily scared yeah. of the dark. Because my dad was just a cunt. Yeah. Like we <laughs> we had like, we used to have to go out of the house down this like side gate and there was no light. And yeah. like where we lived, we, there was like no fucking street lights. Yeah. Like no, I think they ended up putting street lights there. But like there was just, it was dark. Like it was just moonlight. And there was fucking cane toads and snakes, Shit. like, g- grew up in cans. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a fucking labyrinth to a 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I was fucking scared of that until I was maybe 15. Like, yeah. just, fuck, I hated yeah, fucking... It's just the going. unknown, I tell you that much. Yeah. It's terrifying. We had a shed, but mum used to lock us in outside in the farm if we were naughty. 
Really? That was the shed was terrible. How big was the farm that you grew up like on? A hundred acres. So a big farm. It's big enough. Yeah, it's big enough to go shooting on. What? Yeah. What stuff did you guys farm there? I uh, just like super fun merino sheep, uh, sheep wool. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, horses right. and stuff. Yeah. Which would be mad for jousting. Everyone thinks like, oh, so you joust? It's like, well, I don't have a thirty thousand dollar horse, so no, I don't. Is that how much a horse would yeah. cost to joust? Oh yeah, It'd probably more than that. Really? Oh yeah. So you need a special horse. Oh, you need like a, a weapon of a horse. Fuck. Yeah. Talk me through that. How does oh, that work? I don't jest, but I'm assuming you need like a horse that can carry. Because the horse has got armor as well. So that horse oh. needs to carry armor, you armor, and train to run at another horse with a gun top with a big old stick. So guns are just so much more efficient than so all this bullshit. Good. So good. Yeah. Like if I if I really want to be proficient at killing people, I just shoot them. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's why we've got guns. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. this is, this is probably good for Australia because we don't have like Gun guns. Yeah. So, like, if I walk down a supermarket and want some toilet paper, I just go down in that. Just What's, walk. like, is there any laws around being in public in a full set of armor? Maybe carrying an axe and a sword. Yeah. it's, like... Weapons. Yeah, weapon. But, like, in armor, I think you're good to go. But in saying that, though, like, my mittens, like, my gauntlets are, like, steroid. They're like, like knuckle busters. Nu- nu- yeah. Like, yeah. You'll see, you can punch the crap out of it, anything. It won't hurt your hand. Whew, it's a big day. It's fucking hectic. I wonder, yeah, I wonder, like, have you been out in public that nodded a tournament in it? I went then to, you're going went, into, like, kind of weirdo mode, but, yeah. like, fuck, it is. I went is. to a service station without a helmet on, because I needed to fill up. Yeah. And um, So you're on the way to... Yeah. Well, I actually just finished training, and my mate lived down the road, so I was like, you know, I'll fill up and go to his house and get unchanged. So I was full plated up, went to a survey to buy wood for the fire, I think, kindling for his fire, and they always laughed at me. I was like, oh... <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like you wouldn't know. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, like it looks like a fucking, it's like, just a costume. Somebody shout out, nerd, nerd. <laughs> really? No. <I> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Well, you are a fucking nerd. Oh, 100%. But you're a killer nerd. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best stuff. And I'm a big old gamer too. Like I'll game all day. I'm probably going home after I train this game all night. Really? What yeah. kind of games are you playing? Uh, League of Legends. Great yeah. game. And uh, Call of Duty at the moment. Yeah, okay. And a bit of uh, World of Warcraft, but... I've never had a PlayStation in my life, like never really gamed. Yeah. I've lived with people that have had them in yeah. games. So I've played like Call of Duty yeah. and uh, fuck, pretty much Call of Duty yeah. <laughs> and then Supercross. But um, with this impending fucking quarantine, I think I'm going to get a PlayStation for in here 100%. so that we can just like game yeah, and game fucking stream, stream some games. Because Supercross just bought out a new game. Yeah. So you can actually like race in the fucking stadium. Oh, shit. And do all the guys that like we have yeah, on the podcast, yeah. you can They're actually like, play You don't even talk, man. You're just being here killing it. Yeah, because I'm kind of anticipating the fucking corona shutdown. Oh, um, I don't know if I should be telling you this. Not from it's from my dad, who's got the hot tip on everything health. Apparently, at the end of the week, everything's gonna be closed down, apart from like supermarkets, chemists, takeaway. Like Uber Eats will still be kicking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything else will be shut down. I got a friend in China. That's exactly how it was yeah. for her. Yeah. And they were like doing temperatures, mm-hmm. um, temperatures every time they like went in and out of a building, mm-hmm. disinfecting the fucking subways. Are they like, good now? I'm pretty sure they're not bad. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure like China will be the first country that kind of relaxes everything yeah. because, well, they've been dealing with it for the longest, yeah. but they went ham, dude. Like <laughs> even Uber drivers. I wonder how like I'm kind of excited and interested at just how weird this whole fucking deal is gonna get it's gonna be sweet well did you see trump tested positive for it yesterday did he yeah well i got a link i should actually before i say (laughs) that i should go through this link and just double check that that is true Um, i looked at where tom hanks has it yeah he got it good what's Um, him with the going to islands and getting trapped eh (laughs) yeah i know eh? (laughs) fuck right um hang on i just gotta find this is that mean oh world health wait so this is worldhealth.now.sa yeah fuck cunt trump does not have it (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like, I'm not saying this until I'm not saying this until I check this fucking link. I've been fucked with that guy so many times. And I was like, no pun intended. I was like, I was literally thinking, I'm like, I need to check this fucking link. And then I was like, worldhealth.sh sounds like shit. Jono, fuck you. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. But yeah, like, I think it's going to get fucking weird. Freaky. It's going to be interesting. Like, I was reading an article about um, the, like, the, what, like, we're not going to die from coronavirus. It's not going to wipe out the species. But what are the lasting effects of coronavirus going to be? And I was like, I was like, yeah. People's hygiene goes up. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, this would be an interesting article to just, like, see what people are thinking of this. But, like, masks are going to be commonplace. Yeah. Like, people are going to be really used to masks. People are going to be more germ. Sanitizers um, on buses, I reckon. Just Yeah. People are going to be way more, like, germ conscious. Yeah. And uh, another thing that they were saying, well, like, so my mum's working from home now. So yeah. she's already working from home. Yeah, Pretty much everyone's going to be working from NBN home. And the baby's going to be down. That doesn't... Yeah, that'll be fucked. Um, Gaming. But yeah, everybody is um, going to get your, more used to working from home. People are going to come back from this whole corona thing and they're going to go... Um, Why do I need to be here? Yeah, I could, like, say an hour and a half each way on my commute and I, I kind of like did everything and the world kept turning and like I did my job I think that could potentially change the way that people well, yeah, work. Like that. there is some kind of cool things that can happen because it's like this is something that has like affected the species in yeah. terms of like humanity as world. a group of people yeah. and it's like there's not much that happens that affects the species yeah and it's like if you look in evolutionary terms like when you evolve is when something affects a large enough percentage of the species yeah and then they want to change so like physiologically we're pretty much done evolving yeah. in terms of like i'm not, not going to get three shit. arms yeah. Yeah, anytime yeah. soon if just because i play fucking playstation with three control like you know what i mean yeah yeah but socially Look how much we have, like, you, you're the fucking last of a dying breed of people that actually fight in armor. Like, we yeah. moved away from that. That that was an issue that yeah. affected us as a species is, like, battle. Yeah. So, this is, like, a thing now that will affect the species. And you look at um, what they were referencing was, like, the uh, GFC in 2008. That affected the species. Yeah. Like, that was a global fucking uh, recession. So, things have changed and they... Um, they were saying in the article like a, a list of shit that's changed since 2008 with like the way that banks will lend money and like just yeah. the just the economy in general even now that they're, they're saying that um, because China got shut down for so long or like there's been all of this sort of unrest in China and then with companies that basically in all of their shit is manufactured in China you've got like billion dollar companies yeah that only have one country that they get their shit from. So now they're going to go, this whole fucking Corona thing is probably going to change the way these big corporations actually manufacture products so that they can have like a fucking, it can just be like a valve to where it's like, yeah, that country's done. Turn off the valve until it gets better. Then we've, then we've got these. So it's not like once the fucking, you get one hole in the ship, this whole thing is going to sink. There's going to be these shutoff valves and multiple different uh countries that they manufacture things from could potentially mean that people would be more inclined to manufacture at home now yeah that could be it could be good things as well like like yeah. australian made products like everyone's gonna be yeah just looking 
inwards now. The thing too, man, that's fucking cool that I'm excited for. Like, I'm honestly excited if this happens. I've got two books that I've been trying to write for fucking oh, ages. Yeah. And it's time. like, I don't write, I'm, I don't work on these books. Yeah. Because I've got no too time. much shit to do. Yeah. And it's like, if I want to write these books, I need to allocate time. But it's like, fuck, if we got to stay home, I'm writing these motherfucking yeah, books. Like, I'm getting this shit done. It's a bit of you time, really. Exactly. And mm-hmm. like, everyone is going to be like staring down the barrel of time with themselves. Yeah. And it's like... I think we're going hunt- hunting. I think we're going to the bush and go hunting for a week with the boys. Yeah. I got a friend. He left yesterday to go for a week. Oh, really? In, in his four-wheel drive. Where do you yeah. go? Oh, I don't. Fuck. That's the dream. I got my bow in the back. Actually, I'm ready to go. When did you get into the bow stuff? Was that like a was that something that you did from the farm, or is that a product of the Joe Rogan experience? <laughs> that, well, I've always wanted to. I've always been, I've hunted my whole life with rifles, but um, just me and my friends at work were talking, um, looking at bows, and we just went and bought them, and then we just started hunting with them. And then obviously the Joe Rogan and um, Adam Greentree, he's a big hunter as well. He's been on here. Has he? Yeah. Fuck. Good bloke. Dude, maybe that motherfucker wants to swing a sword. Yeah, we'll let him know. Yeah, yeah. Listen to Adam. Come fight me. He's a fucking... He will definitely 100% see this. Like, see social media stuff that we do. He's a fucking great guy. Well, he actually... I was talking to Kimmy on Instagram uh, about tips. She is a legend as well. I know, she's an artist. She was um, giving... my flannel, keep talking. Yeah, she was giving us tips on how... Because we went hunting down in Stanthorpe, uh, where to find deer. Because we we sucked. We stumbled around a bush like idiots. And then, uh, yeah, she gave us a few tips. And then with those tips, um, yeah, we found deer pretty much the next day. Really? Yeah. So, like, she helped us big time. Yeah, she's legit, man. Yeah, she's crazy. Because she was a city girl that turned bow hunter, pretty much. Yeah, well, her and Adam, man, like, they're a fucking... Like, I've been around those two together and hung out with them a bunch. And we FaceTime uh, every now and again with the two of them. No big deal. They are just a couple of people that are fucking in love. Yeah, I love that. And it's really cool, man. Like, I do do think about them a lot just in terms of, like, my life and and relationships. Because, like, they've got a fucking cool thing, man. They've got a great family. And it's like the social media world and all it's like you put this forward and you put that like no those two fucking people uh when you're around them in real life yeah. it's exactly the same 100%. as the way that they are and no lies on, there no nah. and no. it's just so cool like they're such a it's cool, refresh it's like a breath of fresh air really yeah because that shit is like hard to find and they've been together for a long time yeah and he'll attribute um a lot of like just his success in life like he was in a pretty dark place he had a bunch of cr- you should listen to the podcast it's yeah fucking, yeah definitely it's yeah crazy. i had no idea yeah, he's like he's been through some real fucking shit in yeah. his life, and yeah, he yeah. literally attributes like getting together with her to like being what really pulled him out of like a bad place in fuck his I life. I love that. That's great. So yeah. love does really fix everything. Yeah, dude. When yeah. you find fucking someone that's like yeah. willing to do it with you. Yeah, that's like my wife. My wife's the best. How long have you guys been together? We've only been oh we're together like five years. We're married for eight months yeah yeah <laughs> new newly married but yeah. um yeah she's she's the best like all my like sporting like all my competitions she supports it all she's never questioned me once yeah. uh, we go shooting together at the range like she loves shooting bow arrows the bows yeah. yeah she loves that but yeah she supports everything i do yeah it's so good how um did you just get like hardcore into the bow stuff when you first got your bows yeah so i kind of bought like a real cheap bow just to get into it, see if i liked yeah. it and then all my shooting from work kind of all my disciplines came into this yeah um and then it just took off and then I just bought a, a brand new bow recently and then yeah, me and my mates, my mate Blackie and I are really, yeah, 
fully into it now. We our plan is by like mid year or halfway through the year is get eighty percent of our meat from our hunting. Yeah, okay. That's our like goal. Yeah. So get freezers, eighty percent of our meat from yeah, just hunting. Yeah. Which would be good. Is there a pretty big deer population in Queensland? There like? is. A, apparently, there's like a deer infestation down south, like down near Stanthorpe. This is what I heard. I don't know. Because when I went there, I saw one deer. But yeah, yeah. Apparently, there's a massive pest problem right now. And um, people, hunters are helping with the conservation of all. So, yeah. like paying for like deer tags and everything like yeah. that. It's really helping, uh, um, yeah, environmentally. Yeah. Keeping things uh, clean. So. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's one of the things, like, I've been... I want to just move completely away from factory farming. Yeah. So, like, my buddy owns... I'll get you some meat when I'm out. Yeah, yeah, dude. Legit, I'd yeah. literally pay for, like, I fucking... I But, you know, that's what I would like to yeah, do that. Yeah. Like, I would like to have a freezer full of food that has never touched, like, any form of factory farming. Because I, like, I actually had this discussion with a friend the other night about, like, the whole... Um, the whole vegan thing. Yeah. One of my best friends is, is uh, just a full vegan. Well, yeah. a bunch of my friends yeah, yeah. are hardcore vegans. I don't personally have a problem with animals dying mm. because yeah, like I was sort of saying to her the other night, like we're only, um, like we're the only species that's aware of what suffering is. Yeah. An animal doesn't know what suffering is until it's in suffering. Yeah. The reason that things are so scary to us is because we're constantly aware of how we could suffer yeah. in any given situation. And it's like right now my dog's in the studio. Mm. He's not thinking about suffering. He yeah. has no fucking clue what suffering he's is. Like he's never had to suffer. And it, hopefully in his never life, will. he won't have to suffer. So it's like this whole thing of like the animal suffering. It's like whether it's in the wild, whether it's in a, you know a farm, whether it's in any... Like it will suffer. There will be a point... The odds of a, a, a fucking cow living out its life in the wild to the day that it dies without suffering at all and dying a peaceful death in its sleep, it's literally zero. It's not going to happen. It's going to starve to death. It's going to get mauled to death by another animal. It's going to get its fucking asshole chewed out by a, by a pack of dogs or a fox. Crows you know, peck its eyes. Exactly. 100%. The crows don't give a fuck if it's still alive. No. Like, there's no... Like, we're just so acutely aware of suffering yeah. that we would like to avoid it because... Yeah. Yes, it is good to avoid suffering. It's nice. If you can avoid suffering, yeah. you should. But the even fucking I'll probably die and experience suffering. Yeah. When I die, so will you. Yeah, like does. the odds of just the whole going to sleep Pete, it's just so fucking like almost unrealistic. It's kinda of real ignorant of people to think that it's gonna happen. It's like just grow up. Like. Yeah. And like especially like, you know, people that have seen like war and shit, yeah. like there's fucking human Ten suffering. Ten times worse the ways yeah. of dying than that. Yeah. So, for me, I'm not a person that's like, I don't want animals to suffer so I could live. Everything suffers so yeah. everything lives. That's yeah. the fucking long and the short of it for me. What I would like to do, because when you kill a deer, you would have seen it. You fucking shoot that thing, double lungs, Boom. dead. Yeah. There is no suffering in that. Yeah. Or, like, well, if you talk to Adam, like, yeah. he's seen more shit fucking die from a bow than maybe again anybody yeah and like he's not a bloodthirsty psychopath no, God, no. he's a soft kind gentle fucking man yeah but he is uh, he's a man yeah and it's like he says like there's no suffering dude he said he's seen deer that uh he's shot they've got spooked and then they went to keep eating grass because they're like oh fuck what yeah, was what that happened? nothing 
put their head down to keep eating grass, drop dead. dead. Yeah. That's a fucking great way to go. Yeah, exactly. Eating your food, yeah. little lips of the grass, oh, boom. That animal is yeah. going to die at some point. That's the point. best, yeah. But and it's probably the be- the prime of its life too. Like it's already, it's had its prime of his life. Yeah, you know? and that's the thing. They are taking the ones that have been through the prime of yeah, its exactly, life, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But then, you know, you want to talk about like factory farming and like, you know, the fucking way they like crush up hatching chicken. Yeah. Like it's fucking it's disgusting. disgusting disgusting dude and the the billions of animals that go through like needless suffering yeah well i'm a fuck you kind of can't even say needless because people eat the shit yeah people live off that stuff but it's like we should move everybody in my opinion should move to a world with less suffering than needs to be 100 percent. some you will always have suffering whenever something dies so that something else lives that's that's how it is but even if that doesn't go to you know like a fucking farm or in in your thing like it's still going to suffer and when it does so it's like i personally would like to do that and i'm not going to get into bow hunting and go out and get my own meat yeah purely based on the economics of my life and time (laughs) yeah Yeah. but it's like i would like to do that i got a buddy um in Bangalore that's got like a kobe beef farm oh shit and it's like oh that's the meat i want to get yeah. for my beef i'd like to get some venison yeah yeah and then i'd like to have um a farm that grows uh, that grows raises chickens yeah and then i get that as my chicken yeah well, fish i'm kind of a little bit indifferent to they don't have maybe, souls maybe they don't I'm, have souls maybe i'm a cunt yeah yeah <laughs> i think we both are <laughs> but um but yeah like i would i am consciously trying to do that and i've also started eating vegan like a little bit like what do you mean just like uh, just like substituting some foods for it or yeah like with, there's a really good spot in burley called govinda's oh. and uh it's just like it's two like th- you know, 300 meters from my house yeah. and you just go there and they've got all of the trays in the um like the bay marie's kind of yeah. thing and it's like 12 dollars for like a big container and then you can just put what you want in it oh sweet and, but it's all vegan so yeah. it's like falafels and potato salads and salads and just it's just vegan food so instead of eating meat every single because yeah. i eat meat pretty much every exactly single day same with me, yeah like this morning i had avocado on toast no meat in that mm. so it's like i'm just trying to eat cheat day like yeah <laughs> like less meat than i well only what's needed yeah because like i do personally feel like i need meat i enjoy eating meat i feel good when i eat like yeah, i'm hungry great, i'm yeah. hungry now what time is it now so i ate at probably 9 30 yeah and i had a uh just avocado on toast yeah and it's 1 30 now i'm fucking starving, starving. yeah starving yes yeah, so like and i haven't tra- i'm not training at the moment no, my shoulder. shoulder yeah so it's like you'll be even more hungry once you put this armor on i'm telling you <laughs> dude i can't even imagine it's gonna be that <laughs> <laughs> so but um yeah i mean i am gonna try and sort of move into that so like for that's, you to get 80 percent of your meat that's by, the goal buy a fucking your own shit yeah well, that's that's definitely the goal like me and my mate we're already buying freezers um obviously adam is a massive um is a massive role model for us as well yeah. so just like stuff like that just, and the education you get from listening to people like that yeah it's about how how ben, um hunting is good um just yeah makes it all worth it really and the, the, art, the art of hunting with the bow itself is just again it, i'm addicted to it how long did it take you to get your first kill well i technically haven't yeah with right. a bow. like um Technically, I uh, I hit back on the farm. I hit a roo with my a ute and I had to put it down and I had a bow on the back. Yeah, so right. So I put it down with a bow. Um, that was on my property. Um, 
But yeah, that's the only thing I've ever really killed with a bow. How many times have you been out? With only proper, only probably. Oh, so you only one. saw one yeah, time. that yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why like, me, we've got it all down now. Well, we think we do. But we're going to hump in with packs this time. Real, real quiet. So just go all the way in and just camp up there. So how did you do it the first time? <sighs> we were idiots. We kind of like four-wheel drive and cleared like a four-wheel drive track for the bloke's place we were on. So oh, we're clearing yeah. tracks for him. And that was big no-no because obviously all the deers would piss off out of there. But yeah. now we're going like, to go no vehicle and just hump in with packs. Yeah. I got buddies at, um, down kind of like Newcastle way and then they go out to um, like kind of near Bathurst. Okay, yeah. And there's like fucking just thousands and thousands of deer out there. Yeah. They just, they shoot with guns. Yeah. But yeah, they're sort of on the same thing. Yeah, I love that. Have you eaten much um, venison? venison? Not, not a lot. I've eaten a bit of it. I loved it when I did it, but I've never, I've never really bought it from a shop or anything like that. I don't know. Can you buy venison? I've never seen it for sale. You'd be able to buy it somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. I, eat, I buy roux from the. the do you eat a lot of roux? Yourself? Yeah, I used. To, I love it. Really, I love it. Yeah. How do you eat? Like what? Just, just cook it up in like just like a bite steaks. like steaks. Really, cut it up in a thing and put it in with rice and beans. Really? Yeah. So get out of Woolies, man. Yeah, I don't right. know if it's there at the moment because people are going fucking crazy. But yeah. With the Rus. Dude, I need to go. There's a really good butcher. I wish I could fucking shout out their name. Um, it's like near the tip in Burley. So whatever the yeah. fucking... I think want. it's the first time I've ever been to Burley. Really? Yeah. Because where do you actually... You're in Brizzy, Brizzy right? Yeah. North Brizzy. Yeah, yeah. Up there. Yeah, but there's a really good butcher down here and they do like heaps of stuff like that. I wonder if that actually have venison. Sure. Surely. Yeah, because they've it's like a huge, huge but like they're I'm sure like, if you ask them they can get it, but like yeah, they can probably order it in for you as well. But yeah, I mean that's been like something really, really on my mind is like how can I how can I just get away from factory farming the factory farming? Because it's like now, dude, now it's the point where it's something that I've been wanting to do for ages, but it's like it's a real conscious like it's a real effort like yeah. you don't just snap your fingers if i said right now i'm not going to eat any more factory farm animals like that's no more mcdonald's that's yeah. no more like i literally can't go anywhere right now and eat meat i'd pretty much just have to be a vegan yeah like you would have to actively source out a this kind of either a hunter or a small farm hobby farms because yeah. i'm pretty sure you can do these things where you like sponsor a farmer and it's like they hook you up with me four hundred dollars or five, and then it goes from a calf and then so you buy the calf oh, sure. and then you you pay for them to like raise the calf essentially and then they slaughter the calf and then you get the meat oh wow so it's almost like you you've got your own farm animal that yeah. you get meat from yeah that um yeah you just pay like a fee every week for them <laughs> to like raise this calf yeah and then you get yeah you get the yeah. meat at the end of it it's a pretty Seems like a pretty solid like yeah. model, but yeah. So there's stuff like that that yeah. you can do, but it's just a thing where like I don't know, like it's something I've really got to start yeah. working towards. But if you're hunting for yourself, yeah, I feel like just like that for me to get my food myself is kind of like another goal to get. Mm. Like, why if say again with this stupid virus, oh, I can't go to the supermarket. I'll just go down and get a deer and provide for me and my mates. You know, mm. like it's just like it's something like that just really like really clicks with me. Like I feel like that would be the best like, you're obviously killing. like a primal dude though yeah. like do you do you feel like you relate to the more of like i don't know like more of the modern fucking version of the man that's not out no. hunting and no i just i feel like people are getting too wrapped up in bubble paper like yeah like i was smacked as a kid like i was smacked my whole life hit as a kid and then like if you accidentally nudge a child at the supermarket they shout at you yeah like i don't know i feel like nerfed up the world yeah they really have just yeah, I don't know. People have gone too crazy with how... And then making everyone, like, 
like gender roles and everything like that. I don't believe a gender has a role. Just be whoever the fuck you want to be. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like if a man or a woman wants to go hunting and punch on with everyone, let them do it. Do yeah. whatever they want to do. If they don't want to do it, don't want to do it. But yeah, I don't know. Some people just need to toughen up a bit. But you've obviously got like a bit of a, it's appealing to you to um, go and hunt your own food. Yeah. Like there's like, there's something in that that is like fulfilling to yeah. you. Know? Like that's not a thing that is in everybody. Like I, I, don't I wonder, I don't <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh yeah. I, I just think that is not, for me, that's normal. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's like some, for you, like the way that you decided to live your life, it's like a lot of physical output and, you know, pushing your body and then you've got this like drive to provide and hunt and, you know, not just go to a supermarket and buy food. Yeah. You know, you wanted to be in the army and, yeah. and so like, there's obviously, I don't know, there's just some th- the ways that you think and you yeah. see that like have kind of molded. Yeah. Like you mold it into this person that isn't, isn't super normal. Like yeah. it's not a common person. These yeah. Days. A lot of people say they can't really explain me. Like my good mate phrase tried to explain me to one of his footy mates and he's like, yeah, I can't explain him. It's just, mm. it's just Sam. So Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's just always having a goal in that way. Like hunting is a goal for me. Like mm. Providing for people is a goal. Making new mates is a goal. And so what, what is your life like when you don't have a goal? I don't even remember not having one. Yeah. Like ever since like I was a kid was to join the military. When I was in the military, it was to go overseas. When I got deployed, it was to come home. When I was home, it was to be physically stronger and better than everyone. Not that I'm like that now, but then I'm aiming towards that. Where'd that come from? I don't know. I just, I kind of look at people at work. Like some people I've worked with are the fittest, scariest motherfuckers I've ever seen. Um, and I like, I expire to be like that kind of thing. Like I don't want people to be afraid of me at all. Like I'm a short dude. I don't expect people to be afraid of me, but to know that I'm reliable is mm. probably my biggest. Like useful. Useful. I just want to be useful and people to like be dependable. Is there situation. like a, is there a weird thing with, that comes with being a short dude? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, there is that small man syndrome. Yeah. Right? Like, I know those motherfuckers. <laughs> and they, like... That's what, actually, that Sean guy that I was telling you about... Yeah. The... the, the he's only 60-something kilos. Yeah. Like, small... Di- he's, like, does not have that. Yeah. And that's why I fucking love that guy yeah, so yeah. much. Is because, like, there's no small man syndrome yeah. with him. And, like, I know so many motherfuckers that are like that. It's like, dude, you just... You're short. Yeah, like, but, but why, why the... Ego? Like, I don't care that you're short. You know what <laughs> I mean? I don't care that you're a small fucking yeah. dude. But it... It must be weird in a way. Like, obviously, I'm six foot. Yeah, I'm yeah. not the tallest guy in the world. Yeah. But it's not something I have to think about. Yeah. And no, is that a real thing? What, think, what, what comes with that? I what baggage was, is associated <laughs> with being short? I think um, it's just people have a look at you and they're like, oh, there's that short guy. It's just like... But he, do they though? I, I've had a lot of people say, oh, don't get that short guy to fight that big guy in the armoured. Yeah. Like it's unfair. It's yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Right. Eh? Okay. I people kind of put that. limitations on you. I guess like maybe I'm scarred from Tinder as well when you tell people you're height. I was going to say, it's <laughs> fucked up with chicks, bro. They get you. They get in your head. Yeah. Like I've never lied about my height, but I don't know. It's, Not even an inch. <laughs> I don't think I have an inch to spare, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I use it now to my advantage. Like I know you like, I think I used to say to girls, um, I know you're intimidated by my height, but can I have your number and stuff like that? Yeah. But I don't know. But see, I wonder if like you putting a... So I've been thinking about this lately. Like we've all got our insecurities, right? Yeah. And it's like... But they're super internal. Yeah. And it's like the smaller the insecurity, it's like let's say it starts at like the center of your mass. Yeah. And if you don't focus on that thing, then it's like it'll kind of just stay like this small and insignificant part of you. 
but it's like the bigger the more you focus on that thing the bigger that it becomes yeah. then it it sort of seeps out into the world yeah because i know for a fact that the things that i'm insecure about people don't even fucking look at them people what, don't know what are they just like i don't like hearing my fucking voice i think that i've got an ego like a massive ego constantly working on like i'm literally telling myself shut the fuck up dude shut the fuck up don't you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't speak out of ego don't speak out of yeah, yeah. this sentence had ego like i'm so fucking so like hyper aware of that i wish i was more aware because i look back on things i've said and i'm like fuck, yeah no, you're a dumb guy that's me yeah. all the time yeah and i fucking talk for a living yeah, like, yeah. it sucks and I, li- that's why you I can edit that out, but oh, but I don't, yeah, yeah. because that's part of the process that's, of yeah, like yeah. going Truth. through it, yeah, yeah. Because and you'll find out that people like you know you'll talk to people like oh I'm just humble. And I'm like I don't feel humble, man. Yeah. Like I feel like a fucking asshole. Yeah. But it's like if I focus so heavily on that, it's like it seeps through your pores and then it yeah. goes out into the world and then like people can see it because of the way that like you've internalized it. Yeah. But it's like. I actually, until you said that you were short, I wasn't, I actually didn't, didn't think, think I didn't yeah, even yeah. think of it. Yeah. Like, I just was like, here's this fucking badass cunt <laughs> with an axe and a sword. Like, that's the thought process. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I wonder if how much of that, you know, the small man syndrome that people would talk about just comes from like, how much you actually focus on the fact that you are short. Yeah. But then it's like, I'm sure that being short would push people onto like really great things because yeah. they, like you said, don't I don't don't let that short dude fight the tall dude. Yeah, yeah. There's probably so much of greatness is spurred on by like the insecurities that you have. Yeah, it's like a David versus Goliath thing, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't. I, that, being short doesn't affect me. I bring it up a lot because I guess it's the way I. It's I, like a defense mechanism. Yeah, I bring it up that. just so yeah. people will be like, "Oh, you're short." It's like I get it. I'm I sure. wonder if you went like, "Here's a fucking month challenge for Here you." We go. Do a month without thinking you're short, <laughs> commenting on being short. Like, I'm not saying that you've yeah. got a fucking problem with it, yeah. like you said to, but, yeah. but I'm just saying like, maybe that would be like an interesting yeah. challenge to see if that even gets brought up in like how many times that Someone shit else gets brought yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like put it out of your mind complete and like make a complete ban on saying or thinking and just in one month and see if anything changes yeah. at all. Because like that's... I mean, that's one of my big things at this is like, I try and put my insecurities out there. I try yeah. and tell because it's fucking uncomfortable and it like forces me then to like face those things. And yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I forget. Well, like I'm a terrible speller and I bring that up all the time. Like I always be like, Oh, don't let me spell that. I can barely spell my name. Last time I spelled my name was with a six. Yeah. So I guess I know what you mean. Like I always tell people what I'm shit at so they can't use it against me, I guess. Yeah. But I think you want to, you could either use it in a way that like gives you power yeah. or that thing has power. Yeah. So it's like that, the fact that you can't spell has power over you. So you're trying to take a bit of that yeah. power back yeah. or you're putting it out there um, to say like, this doesn't have power over me. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that's probably like the distinction that you would need to, because yeah. I always think about just like intentions and like, did I say this with this intention or this intention? Because if I said it with this intention, that's probably a really great thing to say to that person. If I said it with this intention, I said that for myself. Yeah. So that's like the, you know, the, yeah, fair. there's always like that kind of line. Yeah. So it's like, you could, you can kind of decide. Uh, and sometimes you decide without even making a conscious decision, like what your intention was there. Mm. It's like, if you can start to, I mean, you as in everybody, like yeah. you start to 
uh, really control the the intent that you speak or the intent that you act. Mm. And then that's like, to me, that's like a way that you live your life with like a direction and a purpose. If you really don't know the intentions behind the things you say yeah. or like the short thing yeah. or spelling or, you know, me thinking I have a fucking ego or whatever it is, it's mm. like you've got to have like an intention behind that action in terms of like going forward whatever happened in the past is the past but it's like yeah what do you do from here Move like what's forward, what's yeah. the intention with each of those things mm. i don't know maybe that's the way to do it 100 <laughs> percent. <laughs> maybe i'm talking fucking shit. potentially nah not at all do you think about that stuff a lot though? Not re- i'm not that deep hey i feel like i feel like whatever i do i can easily explain why i've done it mm. usually but like I don't, I can't really go deep on like like what you just said. And I was like, holy shit, how do you think about? That's all I think. about. I can't like you saying that whole spiel just then. I was like, I could never think about that ever. Like if I was going on about something, I could not even think about going that deep. Mm. Not that it's a bad thing. I just myself, I could different. Yeah. I couldn't think like that. It's more like I bring up how I'm short because I think I'm a funny cunt. Yeah, but but I feel like that going deeper into things like why 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 yeah like, yeah just feel like it's just a shortcut into whatever the fuck you think like it's a shortcut like if you can spend just a little bit of extra time thinking about it yeah then you can really Figure understand the reason you did something and then you can make a choice i get that makes that makes a lot of sense to me um but it's just me training myself to think like that yeah. i don't think i think it'll take a lot of work if i was yeah, yeah to do that yeah but then like so i naturally am like predisposed to think like that yeah right yeah but there's duality in everything because I could fucking lock myself in this room and think like that until I get to the point of like, okay, well then what the fuck am I doing? Like, what's the point? Yeah. So there's a, there's a certain level that you have to be able to like switch that off. Yeah. Or you could just become like a hermit alone inside your own Spiraling head and just like constant. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, to me, there's like a, um, it's, it seems like gluttonous at times, like mm. the way that I think about things. Yeah. And it's like, if I give myself permission to just, do that constantly i won't do anything yeah like i love to just sit and, and think. think about shit and it's like even now i'll try fuck been trying very shitty to do like to do meditation and like yeah. not think yeah. but to not think i had to understand why yeah you have to re like why it's bad to think so much exactly yeah. and i guess the other bad thing is like i can't do a thing without knowing why yeah i'm like put this armor on and do it i'm like why yeah i need to know so you'd be bad in the army then but Go there's like this. okay <laughs> but but there is you know some people don't have like that you know the way to like i'm gonna think real deep about this and they just do it yeah and fuck i'm jealous of that yeah at times yeah. you know so there is like a balance but to me i think the point like my challenge is to think like that and then act yeah but then for somebody like yourself it's like act then think and the, you know what i mean yeah, your yeah. challenge would be to think before you act yeah, or 100%. do and it's like there's fucking value in both things yeah. in equal measure we can help each other out and that's we'll just take, take yeah we'll do the trade you give me a little bit of that i'll give you this that's why this shit's fucking it's good perfect i love it and that's why i yeah. think people enjoy even listening to these is yeah because it's like you do get these people people be like have, fuck i think like that mm. like holy shit it's not just me you should try that thing about for a month i'll try because like man you can make well, I know for me, like, I can stop doing a thing mm-hmm. just by understanding why I should. Yeah, okay. So, that's so like... So, once I figure out why I should stop bringing it up, the thing, whatever it could be. Yeah, you can just make a fucking call. Yeah. 
And it's like, even, you know, what you're saying before about your wife, like mm. she doesn't have a thing. Like maybe that, oh, like, okay, so you don't have a thing. Well, let's just go down the road of like eliminating the things that you, you don't, don't like. like. Yeah. And then I was legit thinking when you're saying, it, I was like, I'm going to take home to Susie. You're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. But it's fuck. And then the, the thing is too, man, is like people will do what they want to do. Yeah. And it's like, it's easy to say, and I've been in relationships with people that say they want something. They don't really want it. No. And I want to quit like, smoking. I want to stop drinking. Yeah. No. I want to be this. I want to have this career. I want to have this job. You don't, man. No. Because you don't know what it takes. Yeah. You like the idea of the thing. You want people to think in doing that, mm. but you don't have enough uh, discipline to do it. Yeah. And it's like, what's the thing that you're going to do when no one's watching? Dress up in armor. Yeah. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to, like, you're going to do, like, if there was no instagram and there was no fucking any of this there was no potential to go on podcast there yeah. was no if all that was stripped away i guarantee from fucking knowing you for two hours fucking 12 minutes i would know that this motherfucker is gonna put on some armor <laughs> and go fight one of his homies you know it's uh yeah yeah i like that what else is interesting to know about this sport interesting you travel the world mm. international tournaments are held at a different castle uh, so the Battle of Nations, different castle in Europe every second year now. Motherfuckers fight at a castle. <sighs> yeah. Have you been to any of them no, yet? No, I, I was supposed to go the last year. Yeah. Um, but I got married. <laughs> like an idiot. No, I'm kidding. Idiot. I love you, Susan. Hang gliding accident. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was getting married at that time, so I didn't get to go. But then it's every two years now. So this year there isn't one. So Spain next year. Hopefully I can get into the team or into a dueling um, position. So. so how would you qualify for... Beat the so be number one in Australia in num, in a dueling categories and then the team your team has to come top two positions, right? So yeah. two teams from Australia can go, yeah. And then I think other people go so you'll have a certain amount of spares you can have that can fight in the thirty versus like there are bigger like mass battles. Mm -hmm. So you could not qualify for dueling or the five v five tournament, but you could also just go along to fight for Australia in the big tournament in the big battles. Mm. So so that's they take thirty for that. I think so. I don't know the exact numbers. But that's what I'm hoping. If I if I fail at everything, in like five v five and pro fight, I'll just go over and fight in the mass battles. Mm. But also because I was supposed to be on my honeymoon right now, so yesterday I was supposed to fly out. Oh to really? UK. No, Sunday oh, night. Oh, you said that. Yeah, I was supposed to fly out to my honeymoon on Sunday, oh. but obviously the rules got in and started causing havoc. Yeah, right. Where were you guys gonna go? Uh, so England, Scotland, and then to France. So you were just doing the full medieval tour. Yeah, pretty well, literally, much. I wanted to touch it like thirty castles. I just wanted to touch them. You know, right. be, be sweet. So what like. There is a bit of that history side of it then that you are into. Like, what's some of the weird shit that you've learned that you didn't know before? Um, well, the weird one, like I said before, was that like, knights would fight for like five minutes and they just walk back to their tent, sit down on a chair, and the squire would take the helmet off and give them water and stuff, and they just go back out and fighting. That was crazy. So how does that... How many knights would be in like an army? Like, so what's like a big battle? I think... I. So say there's the, the thousands and say thousands a couple say ten thousand each. I don't know exactly if there's history buffs watching listening. I'm sorry, I could be completely wrong. But my um, understanding was that they'd only have like maybe a hundred armored knights. Yeah. Maybe uh, more than that, but there'd only be a small percentage, and then the rest would be peasants or the, the really you know the villages that they conscript into the army. And do the knights kill the peasants? I guess so. I assume I assume the knights is punching with the knights because they they're too chivalrous and don't want to. Yeah, kill the peasants. But then, like, back then, if I was a knight and I saw easy pickings going around, I was like, fuck this. Probably get sick of killing, though. You'd probably, yeah, like, get want the challenge, you know? Tired, you know? You're yeah, so tired. You get tired. I don't too. want to waste my energy on these guys that can't even hurt me. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
That's what that's what I find interesting too. That's what I always kind of wondered. Like when you watch those, um, when you watch like any kind of fucking knight sort of style things, or like those medieval battles, is like, are those like, are they literally like invincible almost to where it's like there's they've got a duel and you can get hit with a sword like fucking thirty times before it actually gets through to cut well, you. Like, or- yeah. Well, yeah. So if you've got a sharp edge sword hitting like steel armor, it's going to blunt your sword. Yeah. Like the only thing that can really penetrate helmets or like armor technically in my eyes is a war hammer with a spike at the end of it. Yeah. So that spike could like penetrate that helmet easy because it's just the weight of it going down in the hardened steel rod. Yeah. And then like blunt force trauma like maces and war hammers. Can just like knock you unconscious. I'm knocked you unconscious. It also dint your armor so much it's going to like, you know. Yeah. It's going to fuck you up. Yeah. Or like caving in someone's chest with a war hammer regardless how much armor you got there. There's it's still like force, force yeah. yeah and once people like people are lying down you got their throat and their armpits are always exposed and you just yeah so pretty much like that's what since we've been talking i'm like okay so probably what's gonna happen is they're gonna like dual sword wise to the point where one of them is gonna fall over as soon as you fall over boom well if you watch that movie the up. king you know what just watch the movie yeah the okay I'll, i might watch a movie that's good i'll message <laughs> you after this too it's fucking yeah right it's like it's like armor porn really so netflix made it yeah so it's like a netflix original yeah yeah right it's a good movie and it's about the battle between france and yeah yeah okay oh i'm gonna watch it now it's like i'm already so fucking too it's a lot of it's, lo- it's actually not a lot of action it's very but the action that is, is sick is really and they've got good. a lot of fighters from this sport in it yeah right yeah dude so i'm like have you thought about that like stunt Cut. stuff oh, and like I, one of my mates does stunts and i was trying to hit him up for a gig but who's making medieval like yeah it's movies, like kind of you know? super niche yeah oh, no, i'd love to if anyone out there wants to make a medieval movie i know heaps of guys in yeah. armor for free so yeah but yeah that'd be a dream and so what other like battles and like a different shit have you just learned through this that like i'm trying to think um there's so much stuff people are probably screaming at me right now because they tell me all this stuff all the time um I mean, though, I guess that's like the balance. I was like, you just, you enjoy doing it. I just like fighting. Like, it's like the same thing. I don't watch a lot of UFC because I get jealous. Because yeah. I should be training. I'm like, oh my God, these guys are animals. I should be at training. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just get wrapped up in my own training. Really quite selfish like that. And so training. actually, what does your training look like then? Um, so I do a lot of weighted like, circuits. So I started off with, um, so just your normal weighted circuits in the morning. So I'll do like a normal body weight circuit with some weights in there. Then I'll do some power lifts for some strength so I can throw people. And then I'll do my um, Muay Thai kickboxing three times a week as well. And then I'll just probably add in a few hill runs, hill sprints, and a few pack marches too. It's good for the legs. And so what are you like doing in terms of technique for swinging a sword and an axe? Like, And how do you learn that technique? <clears throat> so like um, you watch it, you can look at manuscripts on sword fighting or the best way I learned. What's like a, what's a it's man- like a manuscript is an old school writing for medieval things really that yeah, shit still exists go, they go deep into it and that's how they get all the um authenticity for the armor they you have to prove that this armor was actually real so you have to look go to a museum or look up get an old manuscript an old painting on the wall with something that resembles that armor and then you have to take that evidence to the committee and they either say yay or nay wow it's brutal seems like too much it is seems that, like a barrier to entry that's what it kind of is but then like a lot of armors just make this is hmb legal helmet this is yeah you okay know, so you they've already this, done the yeah. research so like are you those manuscripts is there any that's like old uh, manuscripts to the point where it's like some dude in the 1500s wrote that manuscript yeah, and it's still relevant yeah so like um it'll be like a painting of a battle i want to fucking read one of these things it's, now. you could just look it up old like 15th century manuscripts or anything like 18th 16th century 
and you just got to be like, does that look like this helmet? And then they're like, yeah. We'll but back do they video. write about like techniques of sword fighting yeah, and think like strategies they and do. shit? Like the HEMA is the sword sport I was trying to think of. HEMA um, trains in those techniques and they're like a contact sword fighting. Um, and they solely train medieval techniques, which is why they don't like us because we don't do that. But then I'm thinking it's a sport. Yeah. I'm going to modify like with the spinning back kick or a side kick into the hip. So you bend over and then I can sword strike you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like I'm trying to blend it. So like fighters be like, oh shit, that guy just did spinning back. Yeah. Like I can see stuff that you do that like makes sense. Superman punch and stuff like that. Yeah. And then if people are like myself who did so much boxing, I was like, oh, this is like, I'm not getting anywhere in the sport. Like I'm not good enough to be like a state champion, national champion boxer. Um, I want to be like, I want to get somewhere. Then I saw this sport. I was like, whoa, I can add in all my weapons training, yeah. all my disciplines into the one sport. Yeah, it's crazy how much like background that you have to do this, but you've only like just started doing it. Yeah. Well, it kind of, like, everyone's like, oh, it's the perfect sport for you. And I didn't yeah, realize like all that extra, all that stuff I did as a kid or a young adult, all that fencing, you know, Joe stuff, Bo stuff, all just worked into this one sport. Yeah. It's like this sport was made for me. What's the most accurate battles that you've watched on like movies and TV and shit? Probably that one I was telling you about. Yeah, right. It's really good. So that that one, you watch it and you're like, fuck, they yeah. nailed it. Yeah. And so they use some of the dudes yeah, from Yeah, HMB like, fighters. Yeah. yeah I forget right. where they're from. But um, yeah, I think it's like England and stuff, France. Crazy. It's really accurate. And so what are the castles that you're trying to see on this trip? It's like, I think it's uh, Windsor. Windsor Castle is one of them. There's a couple in York. There's just so many. Bath is like a castle. Dude, that place Bath is, is hectic. fucking crazy. Is it? Dude, have you seen photos and shit of it? I've seen a little bit. Like my wife's been doing all the research. I went there hectic. and like I had no fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. I'd literally never researched it. We were on a, we were shooting a documentary for a rock band. Yeah. So we were just touring around um, the UK and we, we stopped one night in Bath mm. and I was just like, what the fuck is this yeah. place? Like the whole the whole thing. Like, have you Google imaged it? I'll Google a, li- a little bit of it, but now I'm that excited. Now oh. probably shouldn't show Susie this. I was gonna say go into my bank account. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I was like, I didn't have any idea that it was existed because they got like a, a mad castle loop, like on a bridge. I'm pretty sure over the water. I just want to touch that motherfucker. You think you're gonna get some night power from that shit? Oh, 100%. Uh, That's it. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. It's fucking crazy. You walk in. What are those Roman bars? Are those like bars? It's bars, dude. Like they're Ro- makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're Roman fucking <laughs> bars. They're like this Roman spa sort Is of. Is there hot like fire underneath and they light it? Nah, I. All central heated now. I'm not sure how that worked. Like I didn't go in and do any of that stuff. Um, but yeah, so like it was, uh, um, it was like an old Roman, like when the, yeah, when the Romans were in, yeah. like in there That's and they were sort of doing all that shit, they built this fucking city. So it's like this Roman city and it was all designed around these like, uh, Roman bathhouses. And yeah, so they used to have like nobles and fucking all that. Yeah. And it, it still fucking it looks, looks like, like that. that, dude. It's crazy, man. God, I could be there right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're supposed to the be Rus- there right now. Um, but yeah, so that's like a, that's a fucking So crate. you didn't get to go in those baths? Nah, we were, we, um, we, Shit. we rocked in, like, look at this place. I've yeah, got, whoa. I've got drone footage of this place. It's so fucking gnarly, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's not that big. Like it's sort of yeah. in this valley and you can look over the whole thing. Look at those, they would just stream like, yeah, that's mad. It's unbelievable. I can man. see myself fighting there in a tournament. 
dude. Surely there'd be a tournament there. They would have to do 100%. a tournament there. Look at it. It's incredible, dude. It's, that grass. That's some good looking grass. Yeah, it's such a beautiful place. Ten reasons to visit Bath this summer. Let's just click into this fucking. I want to. I want to see the ten reasons because I didn't really do. Did you? Yeah. Did there. you do any? No, I didn't do. We would like we'd get there. So we drove from like the sh- the show the night before. Yeah. Get there. I don't know. Depending on how long the thing was, probably three. We'd get some food and then we'd have to like prep all our shit. The concert would be there that night and then pack everything up and then go out get out um cookies fuck off need to get rid of that shit um let's fucking let's do a bit of research i love that um stand up paddle boarding no what not doing that yeah this is kind of a lame article um yeah paddle this, is, this is a lame article oh there you go but yeah, dude, it's but. a it's crazy. It's like such a flashback into time. Yeah, I love that. Um, but yeah, there was like we because so we drove the whole way around the UK and yeah. like yeah, we just stop at castles. Well, we, that's where we got the car. We're going to do the same. Yeah, we went to um, we went to uh, fucking Stonehenge. Oh yeah, went there. My mate has a uh, so my friend who lives over there, his property backs on the Stonehenge. Right, so you can walk from his house to the back and look at Stonehenge from his paddock. Like, wow. Yeah. So I was, that's what I was going to do when I was there. That's pretty cool. I had to hit him up yesterday and say, do not come and do so. It's pretty random. Yeah. Like it's just literally a Some bunch rocks. of these rocks yeah. in this field and like no one really... Can explain. Like they don't really know how it got there. They don't really know like... You're going to do some random dudes like, it's what these rocks here and just confuse But I don't everyone. know like how they even had like the ability to do it. I think that's the thing where they're like... They don't know how they could have moved that those rocks rock. at that time period. Like that time period, yeah. To move those rocks, I just don't know how they fucking, yeah. I love that. That's the weird alien. Yeah, shit that's that alien you got to think of. Yeah, eh? yeah. I wonder, like, like Uluru, something going on there. Nah, I could see Uluru happening. I don't know about that. It's like heck. It could just be like a meteor, you know. Potentially. Like some shit like that. There's even these places like we were just in Vietnam, mm. and uh, there's these like. My mum took a photo of these, um, it was just like this rocky outcrop, but they were these hexagon rocks and they were just these long ass tubes that Oh were, yeah, I've seen that. Have you seen that I've in seen Vietnam? That. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I actually wasn't there. I flew out right before they went there and mum showed me these photos. It's like, that's not really explainable. Yeah. Like, and then there's a spot up in uh, Cooktown, yeah. like way up North Queensland. And it's just these smooth black boulders for like probably five acres they don't really know how they like what the deal is with them yeah, it's sure. just like one big five acre block of these like boulders black 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 like, boulders like what are they, rocks are they marbles and shit i don't know i wonder if we, i would not even this is like a shitty cans person that doesn't know this um <laughs> i can't find these so when's your shoulder better when are you getting into the month I actually don't know, man. I really want to. Um, I really want to plant it. Yeah, look at this black granite boulders, Black Mountain. So this is in this is in fucking Cooktown, Collegia. It almost looks like Kalkakajaka. That's what it's called. Someone's dug down and just left the. Yeah. You know, How fucking random is that? That's dude? weird. And yeah, I don't really think they know why like why or how it fucking got there. Look at it. It's that's just, huge, man. Yeah, it's no joke, dude. It's just a fucking random pile, pile of, of black boulders. See, the shit like that scares me. Like, what what have they dug out? What have they put in there? 
I don't know. You know like, like something they've moved that from somewhere and there's some sort of underground some There's so much shit in the world that is just like yet to be explained by stuff like that too. Yeah, I love that. Have you ever been up up north like that? No. Never. Because I'm from Melbourne, like yeah, Geelong yeah. originally. So I've like Brisbane and up near Rockhampton's probably the north I've ever been. Really? Yeah. Dude, you gotta go up like full North Queensland's yeah. okay pretty sick place that's yeah. a wild joint yeah that's what we used to do heaps of hunting up there like sick. pigs and roos yeah, and fishing like boys. that's such a oh, fucking go up there man they're yeah. everywhere that's such an outdoors yeah place to to grow up and fuck, live i'd love that hot mm. but hot as fuck fuck yeah you wouldn't like that shit it was it super hot in afghanistan when you were over I, there? I went there like it was it was hot and then it went to winter yeah. And it was just freezing. It was really? snowing, yeah. Really? Snowing. When I got the first day I got there, it was raining. I was like, what the fuck? It's raining here. I didn't think. And then it started snowing. I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah, I was like, okay, jacket. Do you um do you miss like that combat sort of scenario, even though you sort of weren't in combat? Like, yeah, do you miss I, I that? Miss, I miss that as like I had a purpose. I was doing my job. Like, my job was to be the security for these people. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I do miss that a lot. I also miss the camaraderie with the boys. Like, yeah, you don't find that in like an office job, yeah. or even like a football club, or even the club mat. You don't get the same sense of camaraderie. It's similar, but that's what I miss was knowing that these lads have you back no matter what. Mm. Yeah, and you've been through like the worst stuff together. Like now you know exactly how bad you felt. Yeah, um, and you share that with people, and other people won't understand. Like I could tell you stories about how shit it was doing some exercise and you're like oh that's just a training exercise but you don't understand like i was fucked yeah like it was yeah some terrible times how hard was the training to be an infantry man in the, um, the, in the army initial training uh pretty it's pretty hard it's pretty taxing like every day you do like pt which is like not too bad but it's hard pt mm. and then also you're getting smashed with lessons on everything like that um but then you like when you finish all your training you go to your battalion and then you do like special courses for like um like sniper recon or like heavy weapons or pioneers and stuff like that and then those courses themselves are like hard yeah so it's like yeah once you start getting deeper it just gets, it gets harder, harder and harder because yeah. you want to be specially qualified so people want to trust you so they want to know you can work under pressure yeah and sleep deprived and like that. like i mean sleep deprivation was just like normal to me like it was so how long are we talking i think like i think it was like a like i did once one course it was like five days no sleep no food what yeah what was that for that was like a leadership course really yeah and it was it was it was, you're more you forget about your hunger because you're so tired so the tired thing's worse and yeah it over overdoes everything really and you can just smack as much water as you want though so oh okay so you're pretty mm. hydrated yeah dude i did a job with um with toby price yeah. and he it was gnarly dude it was seven days and we probably slept like six hours in seven days Oof. Like it, which obviously it's not five days. No yeah, but sleep still, at all. like it's yeah. Like they're like sleep that, is compounding. Like sleep, you need to catch up on that shit. Yeah, it was hectic, dude. Yeah. Like, and we fucking hated each other through yeah. it too. Like it was bad. Like so, he had this trophy truck yeah. that come from America, and then it was like late through customs, and it arrived with a blown up motor, which we knew. But then we, we I don't say we, fucking mm. Toby, it was his deal. Toby thought he could just like swap this engine out. Dad never seen the truck. Turns out, like, everything was different. We spent a week locked in this fucking workshop, man. We just ate pizzas and, uh, like, just takeaway food from this cafe around the corner. Yeah. It was freezing fucking cold. And, like, I was just there to help him document the the video side of it. And then I had my work that I was just going to sit and do and then, yeah, jump off the laptop yeah. and then do the filming, go back to my laptop, keep working. 
but it was like it's all hands on deck because like this probably won't make it and he's got like fucking tens of thousands of dollars in sponsorship and like all of this shit like this truck had to go so man i fell asleep i i laid on it like i had my swag and it was like long ways yeah i was so fucking tired one night that i just laid horizontally on my swag with like my arms back like that (laughs) and my legs up and like i think i got like an hour and a half two hours i was fucked yeah i remember stomping up a hill um i think it was on the fourth day of no sleep and like closing my eyes and then waking up and i was at the top of the hill still walking wow and i was like holy that was easy as fuck how like how did they keep you up so like walk me through those five days so it's just like they just make you do tasks like they'll give you move these sandbags to here um and then at night time they'll make you do like a real like not physical task so it's like it's so if you're doing something physical you stay awake more likely than just sitting down writing something they'll make you do like a writing task or like write a poem or something and or write a play something silly um to concentrate on and then when it's daytime you start working again mm. so you're physically fatigued during the day and then it just all blends in and so how do they police the no sleep thing that's just people on you the yeah, you, whole got, time. you got um uh sergeants running the show and they'll just keep you up like it's all it's all run like it's really well like um very safe like all oh, the safety is great um but yeah it's run, run they just got people obviously the supervising staff obviously have sleeper shifts um but yeah, and it's just, it's funny, you hallucinate and stuff. Like sometimes when you're digging out field, I remember doing digging in one point, had like a glow stick and I thought inside the glow stick, because you can only use that to dig in your pit. I thought there was fish in the glow stick and I was like, bro, can you see these fish? And mate's like, no, he's like, holy shit, I can. And he's like, oh my God. And you start seeing random stuff so in the bush. So just straight tripping. Yeah, then like in night vision, everything's green. You're like, oh my. I thought I saw a boat hanging in a tree and I was like, this is not good. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And like, so, but you got through the five days. Yeah, it, like you're constantly like falling asleep at the end. Like, yeah, yeah, you get through it. That's really, it's yeah, it's not that bad really if you got your mates with you. Yeah, I was gonna say like, who was with you in that time? I had like, I had, like a few mates I've been through like all my basic training with through everything, and they were just there. We just laughed about it the whole time. Fuck but man, it's so good. gnarly. It's it it's good training. That's good memories. Like back thinking back on it, it's great. But like we said, like, when you're doing it, yeah, it's it's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you've got like, you've obviously just got like a crazy inner drive to just like get the shit done that you like want to get done and you don't have to think too much outside of it yeah. apart from like, okay, I'm just going to do this. Like, is that is that your attitude? Like, or how do you overcome? Like, what's your thought process when you don't want to do one of the things that you want to do? Um, I just think about it like I would feel worse not doing it than actually doing it. Mm. So if I, so say I didn't go for a run or something and then... To an hour later, I was like, shit, I could have gone for that run and still do what I'm doing now. Mm. And I would just feel like the biggest piece of shit and I'd just be so hard on myself. So that's the thing. You're yeah. just really hard on yourself. Yeah, real hard. Like, and I don't even think I'm that hard working. Like, I know people that I've served with that are 10 times more hard working than me. And mm. then I look up to them for motivation. So it's like, yeah, just, I know, just, I just go really hard on myself and I look at other people for inspiration. Mm. Kind of like feed off them from around. Yeah. So, yeah that's like that is one of the things what we're talking about social media like the negatives of it mm. like i really like social media for me is i follow my friends that are killing it yeah yeah that's it yeah and it always puts into perspective like okay i gotta keep you fucking gotta keep working, working. Yeah. you know that's like that's how i use social media and i really don't look at it that much yeah because it's like i don't want to get caught into those like negative effects but yeah. like 
that is a good way to stay motivated is like doing it that's with a big thing friends. for me like i i go on the if i don't know if i have, i don't know what i'm gonna do for training i'll literally youtube training sessions mm. i'll be like oh let's do a good all body circuit and i'll youtube it and like people have excuses oh i don't know what to do it's like you got the internet mm. mate just use youtube it's the easiest thing in the world yeah like my mate um gary black at the moment he's doing six k's a day of swimming every day for a month fuck yeah because he's doing laps for life and he missed out five days because of work ah uh, so now he's doing he had equity has to do 6k every day for the rest of the month really yeah there's punishment to yeah. himself yeah so there's a certain thing too when like you owe yourself something yeah and then you pay that debt yeah and you're like killing it mm. i owe myself some grilled yeah <laughs> that but that stuff does like when i actually when i first started the push-ups i did like you know, the three months I did a hundred push-ups a day, mm. like every day for yeah. three months. And yeah. like, it was, it was cool. And like, I look back on that. I'm like, that, there's no reason that I shouldn't yeah. still just do that. Like it wasn't that hard. Yeah, hundred push-ups you should be able to do easily. Yeah, yeah. Real easy. Mm. And it's like, that is probably something that shouldn't have gone away in my yeah. life. But then yeah. you do like, you're like, oh, I did the three months and I yeah. did this and I did... Then this happened. Oh, and then, well, actually, the reason I stopped doing it is because I started jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And I was so fucking tired from jiu-jitsu. <laughs> but I was like, it. if I do these 100 push-ups, I <laughs> I'll actually not be able to fucking yeah. go to jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah. But now, like, actually, now that I thought of that, I'm like, fuck, you're in a position where you, like, you don't get that tired from jiu-jitsu now. Yeah. So, like, you probably should do it. Yeah, 100%. Like, when I was doing the 5K every day, I was like, oh, I'll just do 3Ks every... I'll do three, 5Ks three times a week. Um, I've only do like maybe once a week now. Yeah, I was gonna say, how much do you keep running? <sighs> Not a lot. Like I do, I need to do more, but I've been a bit crook for the last like month. So yeah, got that corona side. The, the Rus. <laughs> Fuck it up. <laughs> uh, well, man, anything else that you want to sort of shout out? We'll, um, um, we'll go put some armor on and get whacked by a fucking sword right now. Just uh, if you're looking to join HMB, uh, hit me up or hit yourself up um, and I'll lead you to your closest club. Like it's easy to join. Just literally rock up to a club and start training. Armor will come later. What's the HMB thing? Um, so like just to, how would we find that? All right, so you just go on to, so if you, you can Google HMB Australia or AMCF, Australian yep. Medieval Combat. Uh, federation or it's as simple as literally typing on instagram um australian like amc australian medieval combat or team vultures team kraken uh team havoc and um yeah you can easily find them up and if you remember one of those teams and you think that sam's a dickhead yeah let he's us. just fucking shouting out everybody yeah he's trying to see what everything do, do he's trying to see everyone he's not saying fucking team vultures is the best bro yeah <laughs> fucking he's trying to make the shit go so, Everyone, yeah and so that was an interesting point too so you don't you don't need armor just to go and start so no, you can just go you and find soft kit there's some videos of soft kit which is like a foam sword yeah i've they seen still that. fucking hurt yeah they still right. hurt a lot but yeah um yeah just start start training um whenever you can sick well man i really appreciate it it's no, been, thanks for having me man yeah really cool to, to sit down and have a chat yeah. and uh yeah maybe we'll do it again in a couple of years time yeah, I'd, let me I'd know. love to see where when i'm at. world number one so. i was gonna say i'd love to see where you're <laughs> at with it because i've got no doubts that it's something that you're gonna uh keep getting better and better and better at which yeah. is really cool well good luck with your G bj jizzle yeah Chill dude out. yeah hopefully i fucking need it i'm actually gonna train tonight i'm gonna oh, buy sure. a shoulder brace and just like strap it you to my do body one i don't know why i wouldn't just i'm do gonna one do one arm yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what i'm gonna do that's but gangster. it's fucking yeah i'm gonna get bashed by everybody <laughs> <laughs> that's good so, but. yeah it is humble bro <laughs> yeah um yeah i really appreciate it and awesome. uh thanks yeah thanks, thanks. again no, it's well, been a really really fun chat it's been great yeah yeah hope you enjoyed it cheers bro